Welcome in, Alcoa family and fans. We are live from Stanley Skeeter Shield Stadium and Jim Renfro Field on the campus of Maryville High School, where we will partake in the 93rd meeting between these two schools. Maryville leads 63-25-3, to 25 to 3, and Alcoa will look to cut into that deficit tonight as they will bring the most talented team they've had since 2009 or 2010 here to Maryville. And in 2010, it was Vanderbilt Hambrick breaking a big shuttle pass on 4th and 10 for a touchdown that was a margin of victory that night. Tonight on 9-11, where there have been many unsung, unsung heroes, who will wear the cape tonight for the Tornadoes? You know, Marty, that's a great question. And I think one of those questions may be answered early on and seeing who's going to play quarterback tonight for the Alcoa Tornadoes. As per the announcement on Facebook earlier, we've got the young man, Zach Lunsford, getting the start tonight as QB1 at the quarterback position for Alcoa. And I'm excited to see him go to work. Well, yeah, and that was an unofficial announcement. However, you know, Mr. Lunsford's never or Cliff has never misled us. And this is a big opportunity. Um, I had dinner with the Maribel radio crew before the game. They ate all the uh, tornado hamburgers, by the way, and I had to eat a Rebel burger. <laughs> Wasn't a problem. It was very good either way. But regardless, I digress. But um, this, well, they asked me, they said, who's going to be starting quarterback tonight for Alcoa? And I said, Zach Lunsford. They said, well, how old is he? I said, he's a sophomore. This will be his very first start. What a game to be thrown into mm-hmm. for your very first start at quarterback. Yeah, Marty, yeah, absolutely. But one of the things, and kind of like what Maribel's talked about with young quarterback Carson Jones, is this isn't his first time under the lights. He's had an opportunity last year as a freshman, played a lot of games, a lot of cleanup duty behind Sam Bolton, and then this season he's rotated in and out, facing the starting starters of opponents as well. So Zach's had a lot of experience so far under his belt. He put a lot of work in this offseason to really hone his craft and spent a lot of time working with the, these receivers. And that was one of the differences, I think, in determining who the starter was going to be, Marty, is you've got another quarterback here in South Dark a quarterback out of the three quarterback in the state of California before transferring Alcoa High School, considered the number nine dual threat quarterback in his class. And he came to Alcoa with a lot of expectations. But you have a young man and Zach Lunsford, who just put in the offense, getting faster, getting a stronger arm. And Marty, what also helped is him and his dad picked up these wide receivers every day, went to the field, and practiced together. And so building that chemistry and building that timing is important, and you've seen it pay off in the first three games of the season, and also probably what led Coach Rankin naming him QB1 tonight. Well, not only that, but when you give all three players a chance to play, and they see the fruits of their efforts from the first three games, it's a little bit easier to say, all right, Zach's going to be our starter because the offense moves a lot better with him. We're a lot more efficient with him. We're going to name him the starter, and hopefully that will you know, take away some of his nerves and, and keep him from trying to create and just let the game come to him. Yeah, I and mean, he's, he's played really well so far this season, Marty. You know, Lunsford is. 17-27, completing 63% of his passes, 236 yards, averaging around 13 yards per pass. 
and uh, has thrown four touchdowns. And, and he does have two interceptions, but a lot of that I've talked about throughout the past few weeks. And then on the preview on the patio yesterday at Windy City Grill is that a lot of that came in the first two games this season, and there was just some growth opportunities. Um, he seems to learn from his mistakes rather quickly, and uh, I think tonight's going to be another prime example of that. Indeed, he does learn from his mistakes really well. He has put in the work, and he gets to start tonight for the biggest game thus far in this season. In all in, in reality, this game really means nothing. He, it's settled. It's over after tonight, but the players do get to go on and have bragging rights not only tonight but down the road and, and through their adult life, if, if that be their thing. It will be an interesting matchup tonight. Both teams are very good. Alcoa this year, as we spoke about it last night, he may be the most mature team or the older team, veteran team. Uh, however, Alcoa still has a lot of juniors and sophomores that will play tonight. Yeah, a lot of different uh, younger players rotating into this offense. Uh, one of those, two of those kids we'll be talking about a lot, Marty, tonight is Elijah Cannon and Jordan Harris. A lot of defense. He'll put some touches in the backfield. Jordan Harris, a sophomore running back, very speedy, considered in middle school the fastest kid on the field. He had a little bit of time last season. This season really has emerged as kind of another secondary running back for Alcoa in the backfield and play a little bit of defense, too, as a big-time hit. And week two against Austin East led him to being going viral with a video on Max Prep uh, that was showed uh, throughout Twitter and uh, certainly was catching a lot of people's eyes. So this young man's going to be special. So is Cannon. And uh, I'm excited to see them go to work. But, Marty, something else interesting to talk about tonight is the greenback transfer, Tyler Jeffries, the sophomore lineman, considered one of the top linemen in this area, probably one of the top linemen in the state, and he's only a sophomore um, he's eligible, and so he is able to play tonight. Well, you've also got Lance Williams that is also another one of the top offensive linemen in the state. He plays left tackle, so Alcoa has got, before tonight, an impressive offensive line, and with the addition of Bubba, it gets really good. And there's also number 65, or, or um, it was the, it was a Kane Birchfield, that really has played impressively on the offensive line this year as well. He's an interior guy, and he will take his man, and he will drive him down the field. Joe Tuff had an injury week back, but uh, he's a, a, a young man that got hurt, I believe, last week. It looked like it was a knee injury, but the outcome of that is. But regardless, Alcoa has plenty of yeah, Marty, they, they lost some talent in Eli Mitchell and Braxton Alford, and many were wondering how they'd be able to adjust. We knew they had a lot of talent on the special teams and a skills position, but how would they adjust with the interior line? Well, the answer, quite well. And so they've got a lot of talented guys up there on the offensive line. The defensive line is loaded. We've got great Carroll back. Missed the first two games of the season uh, with an injury, but Carroll was back last week against Scott County and looked to shake off the rust pretty He's a young man who's committed to the to Georgia Tech, uh, so a very talented defensive end. Um, but you've got some other kids there that get a lot of praise, but should, Marty. Solomon Tyson's one of those. Uh-huh. Uh, Zane Bottom's another one. Um, and then the linebacker, Major Newman, the young man has just really arrived on the scene. I mean, we talked about him the last few seasons, but people are finally taking note. 
They are taking note. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back in three minutes with more of the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 pregame show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey after this. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. In Blount County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blount County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interests of Blount County and Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. 
When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Your employees are your most valuable resource. Contact Solid Ground Security Specialties about protecting their safety and that of your company. If you're hosting a guest speaker, Solid Ground Security Specialties can provide executive protection needs. Solid Ground Security Specialties can provide Knoxville and surrounding areas with security guards for your office, warehouse, or special event. If you're considering a job as an armed or unarmed guard, Solid Ground Security Specialties offers the training you need. And if you're already certified, they can help with your state-required recertification. Solid Ground Security Specialties service all of Tennessee and can connect you with professionals for service outside of Tennessee. On-site security seminars are available. For more information, visit us online at sgsprotection.com. That's sgsprotection.com for Solid Ground Security Specialties. Mastercraft with a K Renovations. We'll handle all your interior and exterior needs. Kitchens and baths, decks and fencing, flooring and windows, electrical and plumbing, doors and roofs. We do it all and we do it right. Mastercraft with a K Renovations has 35 years experience and is state certified renovator. We are EPA lead and asbestos abatement certified. We are solid surface certified in granite, corian and marble. We'll handle all your solid surface needs. Proudly serving all of East Tennessee, call today to get your free estimate, 865-233-7577. That number again, 865-233-7577. And you can visit us online at Mastercraft with a K, renovations.com. Be sure to like our Facebook page at Mastercraft Renovations. That's Mastercraft with a K, renovations.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. 
Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. in Merrittville game of the week. I'm Keith Dunkel, and with me right now, Scott Dunkel here in the pregame show, brought to you by Bob Ramsey, State Representative District 20. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. Scott, a brilliant and wonderful night for Alcoa football as they're getting ready to face the Merrittville Rebels and quite the scene as the weather is perfect, the sun's starting to set, and we've got a nice crowd here tonight, socially distanced, of course. That's ready to rock. Oh, yeah, he definitely looks like a really good night for it. Little, little gray cloud above us, but the only thing that's doing is bringing in a little bit of a cool wind as we're here outdoors under the, under the little pavilions here. Um, another great 
rivalry week uh, here in Blount County, actually, as you and Artie mentioned earlier, Heritage playing William Blount last night, also in Maryville today. Um, it's a good time for football, you know? Absolutely, Scott, as the seniors walk towards the 50 to get ready to do the captain's block. Alcoa's got all of their seniors lined up, and they will be doing that in just a few minutes. But, Scott, before we get the game going, kind of rewind a little bit. As Alcoa has played three games so far this season, defeated Blackman, 6A Blackman, 35-7 to to start the year, Austin East, 55-0. And then last week against Scott County, 38-0. A really good night last week for the Tornadoes. Oh, right. He definitely is uh, 32 rushing, 200 yards total rushing, um, 14 of 21 and passing only one interception, 193 yards. Um, counting the kickoff and punt returns, they had a total of all-purpose yards of 420, two rushing TDs, three passing, total of five. And um, actually a good field goal, 29-yard field goal Jet put in there as well. So, yeah, really good night for Alcoa. Um not so great night for Scott last week, but we're in the books now, and now time for Alcoa and Maribel to play. Yeah, and Scott, last week Alcoa, 420 yards of offense. Scott County, I believe, only had had 39. So, and, and what's even more surprising, Scott, is that 39 yards from Scott County, the most in the game Alcoa's allowed to see. That's exactly it, Keith. Um Blackman, a team that you really thought would put up some numbers with Alcoa, negative 12 yards rushing in that mm. first night. Um, then Austin East only nine. Alcoa rushing is only giving up 36 yards out of 82 attempts and only 26 yards passing. One total TD that Alcoa has given up this year so far, and that was a defensive TD as well. So. well and, Scott, they're going to have to really continue that as they're going to be faced with a very tough running back in Parker McGill of the Rebels. All right, he 26 camps this year already, 283 yards, averaging 10.9 yards per carry and five touchdowns, has one reception for 34, and also watch for Markel Fortberry as well. It's got the Marable offense has done pretty well so far this season, averaging 41.5 points a game, only allowing seven. But here's the thing, Scott. Alcoa hasn't given up a defensive touchdown yet this or a touchdown to the opponent yet this season by their right. defense. Yeah, and that's what I just mentioned a second ago as well, East, was that the only touchdown scored on Alcoa was a defensive touchdown from Blackman. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting tonight. And, and, Scott, that was scored week one, third quarter. So it's been nine quarters since anyone has put up points on these Alcoa Tornadoes. We'll see if they continue that defensive dominance tonight. One of the things we talked about a little bit earlier, and we talked we had a little bit of a sneaky suspicion Maribel had the game last year because they were a little bit older. They had the seniors, a ton of talent. You had a University of Tennessee commitment to Tennessee, but a lot of those key players graduated. And Alcoa was a junior-laden team last year. All those juniors have now, are now upperclassmen seniors, and they're ready to rock, and they're led by none other than Mr. Gray Carroll. Yes, Chase, definitely. And then sophomore quarterback Zach Lunsford as well come in. Did a great job behind um, – uh, I just lost his name. Sam Bolton. Yes, thank you. <laughs> behind Sam last year. Got a lot of playing time as Coach Rankin gets his players in there and gets them a lot of opportunities. So this really wouldn't so much as um, Zach's sophomore year, but probably almost could be his junior. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's played a lot of minutes. We're going to see him play any more, many more tonight as the young man will get the start. It's got Alcoa wins the toss. They've elected to receive. So we're about to get things going. And Alcoa looks like they've got their sign ready. Their players are about to run through it. It says, biggest game of the year. Bring the kids. Bring the mask. Bring the W. And that's certainly what we hope for tonight. We're going to take a three-minute break. When we come back, Marty Millsap and myself will be here on the call to bring you tonight's Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. We'll be right back. We are Windy City Grill and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Field, and we are set to get underway with Meridieville to kick to the Tornadoes. Back deep for the Tornadoes is Isaiah Cox, Ronald Jackson, and Ahmad Instant Sankey. Kicking for Maryville will be number 94. That is Charles Trenum. The captain for tonight's game was Gray Carroll for Alcoa and Thomas Fry, a defensive back for Maryville. They're scoreless. We're almost underway. The kick is high, end over end, and just like Zeke Rankin used to do all the time, Heath, that's into the end zone for a touchback. It's a big weapon. Yeah, it certainly is, and a very talented kicker for Maryville, number 94, Charles Trenum, the 5'11", 185-pound junior kicker. But now here's time for Alcoa's offense, Marty, and the first start for sophomore quarterback, Zach Lunsford. Indeed, and Alcoa will take the field in their away white jerseys with maroon sleeves, maroon numerals, over solid white football pants with the traditional aluminum-colored helmet with maroon face mask and logos on each side. And Marty, in the, uh, just coming up into the stands to watch that young quarterback is a former quarterback, Austin Talent, of the Alcoa Tornado. He could lay a pop two defensively. A quick screen out to Cox. Makes the first two people miss. Spin. Makes a third and is out past the 22. Looked like a better game than that, but he received the ball so far behind the line of scrimmage sheet. He'll only pick up about two on the play. Well, could have lost two or three, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Marty. But uh, Isaiah Cox um, receiving a few offers from Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and I believe South Carolina, the young man, uh, is a very talented and, and smart player, and uh, he did a really good job turning that into, into something. Al Cool moving right to left on your listening device with two receivers to right, one to left. This time it'll be a give. That'll be Sankey right up the gut. He'll pick up another two yards on second down to set up. Well, and Marty, and this is where we're going to see the young quarterback have to make some decisions as it's third and long. And you can certainly bet they're more than likely going to be going to the air. But it's got Cal, Brayden Anderson, Ahmad Sankey. There's for him to get it to. If the line can give him time, we'll see what he can do. He'll be in a shotgun, and there'll be an empty backfield as they'll have Sankey in a wing. They've got two receivers to the right 
One to the left. It'll be Lunchard back. He's going to throw quickly on a screen out to Braden Anderson, who makes the first man miss, makes the second, and he's gang-tackled Heath and brought down after another two-yard game. Alcoa picks up six yards on three downs. They'll be forced to punt. Yeah, just smart football by the Maryville defense, keeping the uh, wide receiver in front of them, forcing him to the inside, and the rest of the defense swarming quickly to the football. So it will force Alcoa to punt. Alcoa with two kind of wide receiver screens to start the game. Uh, didn't go very far. And Alcoa now having to punt the football. And back to punt, number 99, also a wide receiver, Raiden Anderson. He'll be standing at his 12-yard line awaiting the snap. And back deep for Maryville is number – can't make out his number, Heath. We'll get it in a moment. The snap is low. The kick is away. It's end over end low. It will not be returned. However, it will work out well for the Tornadoes as it will be downed inside the 35-yard line at about the 34 where the Red Rebels will take over first and 10. Maryville playing at home in their new and white piping on the sleeves with white numerals over solid black football pants with a big red stripe in the middle outlined with two white stripes and black football helmets with Rebels written in red on each side. Very good-looking uniform Maryville has this year. They're going to be led by junior quarterback Carson Jones, 329 yards through two games and four TDs. And in the backfield with him will be number 24. That is Parker McGill. Had a big game last year against Alcoa. Let's see what he does this year. Picks up nice yardage. I thought it was going to be good yardage on first down. And he's shoestringed over there, and he'll pick up maybe a yard, which will set up second and nine. Not sure who did it. They got the tackle over there, but it was a great open field job. It might have been Shane Bottom. Or not Shane Bottom, but Zane, Zane Bottom. I'm sorry, that, that was his dad as Shane. Good guy as well. But Zane, uh, an impressive athlete on his own. Second down and nine. They'll say a long eight. It'll be a quick pitch to Parker. Nice. McGill, and he'll be hemmed in and dropped once again. Maybe a half a yard on the carry? I don't know. It'll be third and eight now for Maryville. Both teams so far, he's coming out and playing it very close to the vest. Yeah, defensive speed really showing up so far tonight. As that tackle made by the senior, number 45, Braxton Bauman, 190-pound defensive lineman, read that play quickly, got over there before Parker could really get going. So third and long, and we'll see it the junior quarterback Carson Jones can do for the Rebels. Let's see what Gray Carroll can do for the Tornadoes here. He looks to abuse that left tackle. and almost picked off by number 99. That is Braden Anderson, also a receiver. Very lucky to get that ball back to punt. Two strong defensive stands so far in this ballgame. Marable with the first. Alcoa responds right back. Marty, this game is going to be a battle of field position. Indeed, it is. Maryville now with the ball at their own 37-yard line. It is second or fourth and seven, I beg your pardon. And Braden, Camden Braden will be back along with, I think that is Sankey back deep for the Tornadoes. That is Cox that's back there. I beg your pardon. The 12 and the 5 look a lot alike from the side. High kick, great punt. It turns over, will be fielded back there by Cox. He's got a wall over here. He waits for it to set up. He had a wedge, 
and a great play over there by number 14, the captain from Maryville tonight. That is Fry, and he forces Cox out of bounds at the 28, or that play could have gone big. Yeah, kept his feet chopping, made Isaiah Cox have to think about it for a minute, slowed him down, and then by the time he tried to get to the outside, the rest of this Maryville punt team was on their way to assist. So Cox led to the to the out-of-bound marker, and Alcoa now will take over at the 28-yard line. And it will be Lunchford once again in quarterback. The starter tonight getting his first start as a sophomore against the Red Rebels. He'll have two backs and two receivers to the right. He's going to stop throwing another screen pass after Ronald Jackson. And just off the fingertips, if Jackson would have kept running, he could have brought that ball in and picked up some big yardage. Yeah, a little bit ahead of him. But, yeah, he had the fingertips on and just unable to come down with it. So now second and ten. And, Marty, so far tonight, Alcoa, with their quarterback, the three passes they've done have just been very quick kind of screens out to the wide receiver. Yeah, and, and that one, he, he looked like he was trying to lead the – Receiver down the field, and the receiver stopped and was waiting to pass. A little confusion there. You don't see that very often between the quarterback and his receivers as he's in the shotgun now, second and ten. He looks. He throws another screen pass out. This is the Sankey. He turns it upfield, out past the 30, out past the 35. There's a flag down. Looks like it may be a hold along the sideline, and somebody's hurt for Alcoa. That's big number 77. He's back to his feet, though. And that is Max Hodge, a junior that goes 6'5", 240. And that looked like a holding penalty, and it is indeed, Marty. I think that's going to move, going to move the Tornadoes in the wrong direction. Let's hope the Tornadoes do not have 13 penalties called against them the way Heritage did last night. Alcoa is going to have to get things figured out, see if they can give some time to Lunsford and allow him to air the ball down the field. Marty, he's got a really good arm, some nice touch. I think if we could open some things up and open this offense up, it'll give Alcoa some more success in the short runs and short wide receiver screens. And uh, we're going to start with some shout-outs real quick to Tony Lewis and listening from New York, New York, big city of dreams, Bernie Gladden. And it'll be a give to Sankey just to delay. He's got a big hole. He's out past the 30 and back out to about the 35-yard line. So he's on second and 14. He picks up about 13 or 12, and it'll be third down now and short for Alcoa. Yeah, Marty, Sankey missed game two this season against Austin East due to an ankle injury he suffered in week one against Blackman. Had a chance to talk to his grandma before the ball game about how things were going for Ahmad, how he's feeling. She said he feels completely healthy and he's ready to go tonight. And look good there. It's third down now and four for the Tornadoes from their own 34-yard line. They've got to get to the 38. And there's a flag down, and I believe Alcoa moved before the snap. And he just can't do things like that and beat the Red Rebels. Well, that's their third penalty. Yeah, I think you're right, Marty. I think that is the third penalty so far for Alcoa. So that's going to be another third and long situation. <clears throat> Marty, so far, whether it's a penalty or whether it's just a throw, the, the screens aren't working. No, Maryville's really tied. They're daring, almost daring the Tornadoes to throw it downfield. And I've got a feeling Alcoa will oblige them at some point. And it's Lunsford in his shotgun. He will have Sankey as lone setback with one receiver right, two left. Lunsford looks left. 
He throws on a quick slant. It is caught by Ronald Jackson out past the 40 at the 42-yard line, and Alcoa will have it first down. And a little smack mouth there after the play by the Red Rebels, number 20, Craig Hilliard, and he could have very easily been flagged for a unsportsmanlike conduct. Marty Gessen's walking over to his offensive coordinator as cool as the other side of the pillow, young sophomore quarterback, Zach Lunster. Or is that Brock Garner was the guy there at the end? I believe that was 20. I, can't, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I believe it might have been 28 that was, was giving a little smack talk there at the end. Regardless, it is a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes, and it'll be a gift to Sankey. He's got a hole. He's got a lot of room. He's out past midfield and near another first down at the Rebel 49-yard line. Yeah, these Alcoy Tornadoes are fired up, and you've got a lot of seniors on the team, Marty. They've beat Maryville before. They did it two years ago. When they were sophomores, they know it's possible. They got beat by Maryville last year, and, Marty, one of the biggest reasons they got beat last year by Maryville was because they had five turnovers. They've yeah. got to clean those up. Can't have those tonight, and you know they want a little revenge on the Rebels and want to beat them on their home turf like the Rebels did last year at Alcoa. And there's a snap. There's a late pitch to Sankey. He's going to turn it upfield. He'll pick up a first down as he gets in further into Maryville territory at about their 47-yard line. That'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes. We're still scoreless with 547 left to go in the first quarter. Both teams have had the ball once. Alcoa now has is in their second possession. This drive started at their 27, 28-yard line. And Sankey will remain the back in the backfield with Lunsford. He'll send one receiver wide to the left, two to the right, and he'll turn and he'll give to Sankey once again, who's got off tackle room, and he's got a lot more room. Breaks the tackle at the 40, and is finally brought down by Fry at the 30-yard line. That will be another Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down. And he's still running right behind their big sophomore left tackle on that play right there. And he pinched that in off proper line. Marty Lance Williams, the talented offensive lineman for Alcoa. Why not run behind him? 6'4", 308, got his first SEC offer before his sophomore season by South Carolina. They're using him, and then they're using right behind him to Heron Sutter to help lead the way for Ahmad Sankey. And they're going to go to the air, and he's got a receiver open. That is Anderson. And Brayden Anderson makes the catch and is pulling Rebels with him and takes them down inside the 25 near the 23, 24-yard line. They're going to mark him down near the 22. That should be another. Should be close to a first down. They're going to be official timeout, and I believe they're going to measure and he's the more dominant and powerful team, at least early on, looks to be Alcoa. There's timeout on the field. Let's take a 60-second timeout with them. We'll be back with more action from Maryville High School after telling you the score is nothing, nothing here on the Twin City Certified Game of the Week. Back. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. 
the Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. We are back at Jim Renfro Field in Stanley Skeeter Shield Stadium. Alcoa has it second down and looks to be two from the Maryville 22-yard line. Zach Lunsford will remain in a shotgun, and number 44 for the Tornado, Sudreth, will be the back, and it'll be a jet sweep to Cox. Maryville had that one sticks out really, really well, and that'll be a loss of about three. Almost grabbed a face mask there, did the Rebels. But regardless, if that play got blown up quick, the Rebels saw that one coming and had it well defense. When you send a man like Isaiah Cox in motion and right. Jet Sweep, you, you have a feeling it's going to go to him. But I think if Alcoa can do that a few times, they'll be able to utilize that later, Marty, in a kind of a fake Jet Sweep, pull back and let Lunsford toss it down the field to one of his uh, fast wide receivers. Or just a little cross buck to yeah. thank you. That's true. And it'll be now third down and kind of a passing down as it'll be third and six for Maryville. The ball is on the Maribel 26. This may be two-down territory. Same formation, same motion, same give. It's the double this time to Braden Anderson, and he's got room. He's going to cut it upfield. He's inside the 20 and will be brought down as he gets near the Red Rebel 16-yard line. And, Keith, they ad-libbed a little bit on the play they just ran before, and there was a lot. There was one Rebel stayed at home that saved that touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, the defense bit hard on that one, and a good play. Back-to-back there, Marty, going right back to that jet sweep, but this time doing the reverse, throwing Maryville uh, out of sorts, and now another first and 10 ball in the 17-yard line. And, Marty, you have to think, yeah, you've got a young kicker in Jeff Foley, but we saw now a little bit of the leg he had last week. So if they don't put it in, maybe let him try to get a field goal here. Yeah, he hit one from 29 last week. And it is a shotgun now. Luncher looks. He's going to throw a screen at Sankey. Sankey's got blockers. Sankey's got room. He's inside the 10. And just, oh, man, they caught a hold on that. And that's ah, questionable at that. And it's going to be it's going to be a hold. And the ball, it's going to be thrown at the 11. That will move it back to about the 21. That's the first call I question tonight. He, the, the blocker had both his arms between his shoulders. And, uh, you know, I'm a long way from the play here. And the crew that's doing this game tonight is one of the best we have here in Blount County. Yeah, tough call for the Tornadoes. As Camden Burden looked to have a really solid block set up for Ahmad Sankey. Had him right in the shoulder pads in the middle, driving him backwards. Gave Sankey enough time to kind of high step for a minute and then take off again. I guess the ref thought he held on a little bit too long, called the holding penalty. And so now it's going to be first and 14 where the Tornadoes ball on the 21-yard line. It's 0-0 with 58 left in the first. And there's the give, and it's the Sankey off tackle. He's got a lot oh, of room. Oh, look at him. He's a ball into Peter. He hits the black rectangle, and that'll be six points and an Everding orthodontic touchdown for the Tornadoes. What a run. Ahmad instant Sankey with an instant touchdown right there. And the first points on the board tonight go 
to the tornado. Marty, that was a beautiful play. Sankey took his time, was patient, found the seam, cut up, spinned around a defender, juked out another one, a little juke dive and a wiggle and dive later. He finds himself in the end zone. Now the extra point here from Jeff Foley. Ah. They fumble the extra point. Foley misses it. Maribel falls on it. Yeah, that'll be a no good. That was a bad snap. And Alcor's had a, a few snaps that's kind of bounced back to Lunsford. And was there a new holder in the game that time? No, I think Zach was in there. It just it just didn't get to him. It was way short. And with 2.51 left to go, Alcor does take a 6 nothing lead. And I'll tell you this, if the Maribel front can't stop the Alcor running game, the Maribel secondary doesn't look like they want anything to do with any of these Alcor backs. No, not at all, Marty. And, uh, Marty, uh, have a chance now with that missed extra point. Potentially my score prediction. I said there'd be at least one missed extra point by Alcoa tonight in our prep patio preview last night. We'll see if it happens, but what's going to also have to happen is Alcoa defense continue to play tough and because the Maribel offense, you know they're going to want to respond. They will indeed want to respond. We'll see how they respond. I know when Coach Quarles was here, one of the best things that Maribel did, they usually answered an opponent's touchdown. Yeah. That's something they always did, time and time again. I've not got to watch Maryville, but, you know, two times. Not Coral School, and he's a, the man, I, you know, I kind of likened him to coaching. So we'll see what he draws up offensively for the Rebels, and we'll see if the Alcoa defense can stand the test. Well, he certainly learned from his previous head coach, George Quarles, Marty, the fastest coach in U.S. US high school football history to 200 wins in his 18 seasons with the Rebels. Finished 250 wins, only 16 losses. Derek Hunt so far, 41 wins and only three losses. Hope for four tonight. The kick's a little bit longer than normal. It's fielded at 15 by the upback for the Rebels, who takes it upfield. That's number two. That's Noah Vaughn, and he is a sophomore, and he goes a Five ten, a buck sixty-five, and does a good job getting Maryville into decent field position at their own thirty. We'll say thirty-two now. Yeah, Vaughn, another young man. You'll be hearing his name called tonight in the backfield. Eight carries this season for fifty-two yards and a touchdown. He will come in for Parker McGill. Parker McGill, the lone setback with Jones, who is quarterback for Maryville for a shotgun. Maryville has a set of trips over here to the right. And they'll turn, they'll give it to McGill just right up the middle, and he'll be hogtied and dropped at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, tackled at the line of scrimmage by number 40 of the Tornado, Zane. Insane in the membrane bottom, the 5'11", 170-pound junior linebacker with the play. And somebody's got a Coach Nicks on the stick over here. <laughs> They're waving around. And it is two minutes left to go, or just over two minutes in the first quarter. Alcoa leads six to nothing. Maribel with the ball. They will fake the jet sweep, and there's going to be flags flying. And I think Maribel moved early on that one. And they did. That'll cost them five. That'll set up second down and 14 now with 2.12 left to go here in the first quarter. We... Stand at 6 nothing. Alcoa on the legs of a 21-yard touchdown run by Ahmad Instant Sankey. Maribel quickly to the line of scrimmage. They'll send three to their right, and they'll have one back in McGill with Jones and a shotgun. They move left to right on your listening device. Under two minutes left to go now in the first quarter. 
The elbow moved early again. There's no flag this time. There's a quick screen out to McGill. He makes the first guy miss, and he's out to past the 30, out to about the original line of scrimmage. And we got a player down for a minute, Marty Bennett. It looks to be a tornado over there near the rest on the Maryville sideline. You see him? Ah, uh, yeah, I do. And that'll, that'll, he's got a cramp. I'm Let's trying, hope. To, trying to see who that is right now. Um, I don't know. Is Major Newman on the field? I do not know. Who? It's Cam Burden. So we'll see. Looks like he got maybe the air knocked out of him. He's sucking in pretty hard right now. So, and they're checking him up around the shoulders and the head area. I don't know maybe if he got kicked, but losing someone like Cam Burden this early would be really, really tough on the tornadoes. Let's take a, a two. It's, it's, it's Jackson that's down now. So we're going to take a timeout. We'll be back in 60 seconds, but not before we tell you Alcorn leads 6 to nothing here late in the first quarter. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55, loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacan? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. 
West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. We are back at Maryville High School where the injured player on the field is Major Newman of the Tornadoes. And uh, they've taken his face mask off. They've brought a stretcher out with the flat board, and they will be uh, putting him on. There's been some signs of encouragement. I'm looking at a screen here, and he has moved his arm some and his legs a little bit. So uh, hopefully this is just precautionary. You never like to see a player leave the field like this. Um, but you've got Joe Black over there. You've got Peggy Bratt, and yeah, and his mom's down on the field beside him now with one of the coaches. And um, you know, I'm sure she was one of the first out of the bleachers whenever you know she saw him go down and and didn't get up. So uh, let's hope for that young man. Not only is is he a good kid, but he is a very talented player. So we don't want to see any of our high school athletes leave the field like this. And we hope if they do leave. Uh, that they're able to join the team again the following week. Um, Heath, it's, it's, it's just sad. And it, you could hear a pin drop right now in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's silent on both sides. Obviously, everyone being extremely respectful. During this, you can see some of the outfoot <clears throat> tornadoes uh, Marty torn up for their teammate. And uh, yeah. the coach is trying to console a few and let them know that, you know, it's going to be all right. Hopefully, he's going to be fine. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely a uh, – Major Newman over there. You see his mom over there wearing number 18 jersey, and they're just trying to get him. It looks like they've got him on the board. They're hopefully going to get him up and onto the stretcher here in just a moment. And, but uh, certainly something you uh, you never want to see in football. No, but uh, Peggy Bratt and Joe Black were on the spot immediately. They did not let the young man move. Peggy Bratt held his head and would not let that move. They kept it stationary. He, he was in some pain. You could tell by just the way he was breathing that, that um, and that's another good sign, though, the fact that you could see his stomach and, 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 you know, ribs moving, that hopefully he's okay. But, you know, you can't speculate on anything like this. Let's just hope, hope the best for the young man, and we hope he's back out on the football field next week. He's a very good contributor and player for this Alcoa defense, too. And he's, it's hard for a team to get over something like this. It's something you got to put in the back of your head and continue to play. Uh, unfortunately, it can, it, can, it, it can play a trick on your mind as they have him up. They've got him on the stretcher now, and there's a big round of applause. Yeah, his mom's already uh, went. I don't know if she went to the ambulance or if she went to her car 
to head towards the hospital, but his mom's already left the field. She swept, kind of looked like she did away. He's patting his chest. Him, so. He's patting though, with somebody else. Coach Nix was patting him, so we'll see if we get a thumbs up. They've got his heart. Yeah, he's moving his hands. He's moving his hands, so that's a, that's a good sign. And they're they're trying they're getting trying to get him strapped in. His knees are up. There's with a lap belt, and they're just they're being very careful right here. And uh, you know, once again, it's it's super quiet. You can hear the cicadas in the background, and unfortunately, this is not a you know a comforting time for anybody right now. Let's see if he gives us a thumbs up. As his teammates run over to him right now and, and you know, give him the best. And Yeah, he's moving his arm. He's got his arms up to his face. He's in some pain, but he's... Looks like he got a good stinger, he. I think he'll... Well, once again, I don't want to speculate, but he was moving. So that's always, you know, if it's a neck injury and you're moving, obviously you've got... Um, I'm, I'm the best here. And as we get back to action, it's third and 11 for the Red Rebels at their own 31-yard line. They've got to go to the 42 of, Al- or of their own to get a first down. And we'll see if they try to work on the substitute uh, in for Major Newman. Shotgun, McGill in motion, and it's going to be a quarterback keeper. He's got no room. He'll be brought down. Maybe a gain of two, but he, that right there, that play call tells you a lot about what they think about this Alcoa defense. One right there to make that hit with Kaheran Sutter. Uh, Marty, he's a man you don't want to run into. And Carson no. Jones just uh, just met him right at the door, and he brought him down to the turf. But Marty, you talk about the replacement for Major Newman. The linebacker they brought in was the freshman Elijah Cannon, and he's a young man that is very talented. And, uh, Marty, I heard them talking pregame, you guys talking about it. Coach Rankin considers him probably one of the best freshmen he's ever had. That's saying a lot. And punting now for the Red Rebels. It's going to be a good kick again. It's high. It does not turn over, but it will hit. And we'll take a Maribel roll. And one of those guys had to catch that, had to call it. And it was Camden Burden back there and Ronald Jackson. They just let it hit between them. It hit exactly right between them and then took a Maribel roll back to the Alcoa 24-yard line. Well, you've so, seen that a lot this season, too. There's another 10 yards now. They've got to go. That's an extra first down they've got to pick up on this drive. You cannot continuously do that. However, you don't want to fumble or buff the ball right there either and give Maribel a chance to get back in this game really quick. No, but you've got two talented skills players right there, Marty, that should be taking that every time and trying to do something with it. And if I'm Coach Rankin, I'm telling those young men, hey, if you're not going to get it, I'm going to put somebody in who will. Right. Half a minute left to go in the first quarter. Quick screen out to Cox. He's got a blocker. He's got one man to beat. He breaks one, two tackles, and gets out past the 30 to the 31-yard line, a pickup of seven on first down for Alcoa, and that may be the last play of the first quarter. Yeah, I think Coach uh, told Zach to look up at the scoreboard, and so Zach's just going to take his time. He caught, He's already waving some of his players to kind of just take a minute, and he sees Zach chilling too. So that will do it for the first quarter. Alcoa six, Maryville zero. And we're going to take a 60-second timeout. We'll be back with second-quarter action from Maryville High School after telling you Alcoa leads the Red Rebels 6 to nothing. 
Mastercraft with a K Renovations. We'll handle all your interior and exterior needs. Kitchens and baths, decks and fencing, flooring and windows, electrical and plumbing, doors and roofs. We do it all and we do it right. Mastercraft with a K Renovations has 35 years experience and is state certified renovator. We are EPA lead and asbestos abatement certified. We are solid surface certified in granite, corian and marble. We'll handle all your solid surface needs. Proudly serving all of East Tennessee, call today to get your free estimate, 865-233-7577. That number again, 865-233-7577. And you can visit us online at Mastercraft with a K Renovations.com. Be sure to like our Facebook page at Mastercraft Renovations. That's Mastercraft with a K Renovations.com. start the second quarter with the Stooges at Maryville High School. I'm not calling either of the team Stooges. That was the Stooges leading us in from the break with the bumper music. And Alcoy leads to begin the second quarter. 6-0. They have the ball. First down and a long three at their own 31-yard line. They've got to go out to the 34 to pick up the first down. They'll still have Lunsford in the ball game. He'll be at shotgun in a shotgun, two receivers to the right, one to the left, and Sankey will be the back with him in the backfield as Jackson goes in motion left to right, and it'll be a counter back to Sankey, and he'll pick up about – they're not going to give him a lot of progress. I thought he got out a little bit farther than that. They're going to mark him down at about the 32. It'll be third down and two at that point. And it looks like they're going to bring Camden Burden in, a quarterback now, and you're going to get a little bit of the stack eye and a little smash-mouth football here on third and short. Yeah, they've got a loop summer on to Aaron Sutter. Both young men usually play the fullback position in this type of offense. Looks like Sutter now is going to go to tight end, two tight end set, and an eye formation for Burden. 52, Tyler Jeffries is the fullback. and It was almost dropped on the, on the, on the give, and he's not going to get there. It's Sankey, and he'll lose a yard. And that'll set up fourth down. And, you know, you, you kind of suggest yourself sometimes, but you might want to fake the give and maybe have an Isaiah Cox trailing that you, you, you option it to. And I don't know. I, I hate going wide when, the you know, the uh, quickest place to, uh, uh, you know, another position is a straight line. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing the stack eye there. I mean, you thought it was going to be a stack eye. Ended up being a two-tight end eye formation set. Didn't quite work out. Stack eye might have been a little bit better. You got to Aaron Sutter and Luke uh, Summerall coming down uh, to, to clear the path. Uh, you really don't want to get in their way. But here we go with a punt as Braden Anderson will get it off. Good kick. Nice he got kick. all that one. It's not going to turn over. It will be fielded on a fair catch by number six of the Maryville football team. That's Nick Daigle. And it will be Maryville ball now at their own 27-yard line. They trail six to nothing, and each week said it would probably be a very low-scoring game, and so far it seems as that may be the case. Maribel yet to score a touchdown, and they're going to try to see if they can get one here out. Coley six to zero. 
10.26 left in the second quarter. Carson Jones and McGee back. It'll be when he finds a little bit of room this time. Ball, ball is loose. Alcor picks it up. Oh, no. No, they're going to call it down. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy, that is a uh, – man, I wish I had replay on that one. Man. He was standing straight up when he ripped the ball from him. It oh. looked. All right, maybe they were calling his forward progress stop. If they did, that was a quick whistle. That was that was six points, Marty, for Alcoa. Yeah, and uh, instead it's going to be about a four. The red will have it second and six now. Jones with a shotgun. McGill will remain back and with three receivers to the right. Alcoa with a five-man front with two backers. And they're coming. Oh, oh, he overran him. Hemden Burden came on the corner blitz and overran him. But that didn't matter. They made him step up, and he was met by a host of tornadoes at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a loss of one, which will set up a third down and seven now. Yeah, Marty, they, they came around that corner and almost ripped his head off of the backfield. Somehow he was able to get past them, get up to the line of scrimmage, and Greg Carroll came from the opposite side of the field and helped Camden Burden assist him to the third. They're moving Greg Carroll all over that defensive line, causing a lot of problems. For the well, they got 10 offense. on the field. You need to take a timeout, Coach. And man, they say Maribel moved. There's no flag, but Alcoa's only got 10 men on the field, and it's going to be a timeout for Alcoa, and Coach Nix is not happy with his freshman who ran off the field. Or maybe Coach Nix called him off the field, and he's telling my bad. I don't know. But Alcoa only had 10 players on the field, and they noticed it. I think they got the call from Booth, and Coach Nix was able to get a timeout. Regardless, let's take a timeout with them. 8.48 remains, 6 nothing. Alcoa. Maribel ball, third and six, they're on 31 after this 30-second break. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. Renfro Field, Maribel stares down a third and six with 8.48 left in the half. They trail six to nothing. Eight, they're lucky it's not at least 12 to nothing after a questionable whistle on a fumble by Parker McGill. And Maribel will have a bunch receiver over here to the left, the near side. McGill out wide to the right, and it's going to be a quick throw underneath at number six that is Daigle and Daigle makes the catch but he's going to be well short of a first down and he got popped on the far sideline yeah Marty he got waylaid that time by Ronald Jackson coming at him like a missile wow they gave him a pretty good spot and they're going to give him a first down wow there's no way he was at least a yard yard and a half shorter than that so they're going to say it's for, they're still fourth down in inches. Uh, Maribel, watch the snap here. 
Yeah. Looking like they're going to pump, but watch out for that fake. Who they sneak in there late? That's 83. See if there's a quarterback in the in the set or the up man. you got to wonder maybe if they try to snap it to him. It's a little early to be and close to be taking chances. And they won't. Hunt's a smart kid, a smart coach. I'm sorry. I still remember his playing days. And it's Cox. And it gets a good block. And now he's going to return up field and get back to about the 30-yard line. It'll be Alcoa ball, uh, regardless of the good spot on the pass there. You're going to watch it. There's going to be some Maribel people think I'm pulling against the Red Rebels. <laughs> but regardless, um, both schools playing extremely well. He's, uh, Alcoa really looks ready. Their offense still a little shaky, and they've started this way uh, a couple of times this year. Marty, I don't know if Maribel Rebel fans listening to you know this, but this is the Alcoa radio station. <laughs> <laughs> right. And a special secret safe place for newborn. Shout out to my friend Tom Hodge that's listening in to us tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for throwing us Danny Spradlin last night for the show. He did an outstanding job. Lunchford takes a snap. The ball is batted in the air. Job that time by an offensive lineman to just bat that one down. That was almost one heck of a play by the Maribel defender who smacked it in the air and would have probably came down with the catch or the interception. That's number 32, Thomas Roberts. And, uh, yeah, they're not taking any shots downfield, Heath. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, I would like to see them do that. I don't know if they're just trying to do stuff short for a little bit and get that comfortable. But, Marty, I think he seems pretty comfortable already. I'd like to see him let it rip. It'll be a give to Sankey off tackle right behind his big left tackle. And he'll pick up yardage out to the 35, 36 maybe. And it will set up a third and five now for Alcoa. And we'll see what they draw up. It's almost like they're afraid to throw the ball across the middle. I think you got too many talented playmakers at the wide receiver position, Marty, not to utilize them more. I mean, I, I guess they're trying to get the ball to them quickly and let them do the work. But uh, Lunsford's not afraid of this moment. We've seen him make some big-time throws down the field this season so far. He's got a slant. This one's just, he just got too much air under it. He had Ronald Jackson open, and he just delivered that one way too high. And the reason he did is I think he remembered that last pass that got batted down. And it almost got picked off. So I think he was being a little safe there. And, and you can expect still for him to have some jitters. He's a sophomore. This is his first start. And it could not be in a, in a bigger setting in East Tennessee in the biggest high school football game of the year and probably the whole state. Yeah, just kind of follow through on that with that throw, get it down a little bit and get it in front of Jackson next time. Um, but uh, unable to come down with the grab, it does force a fourth and four. And now Anderson will get the punt off, and he just gets it off. It almost got blocked that time for the Rebels. And, and uh, good roll here for Alcoa. And while I, we were aware, I was off the mic, I was told by a spectator that, indeed, Parker McGill was down. So we're a long way away from the place. We don't have benefits of a screen. So if you hear me questioning a call, and I don't do that because it's a lot, but this crew is very good. It just looked from our vantage point that he may have still been upright. So thank you for letting me know that. Anytime that you uh, can correct me, I will appreciate it. And... Um, 
Uh, it looks like Andy uh, from the station said the WKBL stream is maxed out. That means we got about 500 people listening online. That's awesome. Definitely appreciate that. And oh, oh my wow. gosh, Carson Jones back to pass over the middle. Daigle alligator arms it and drops it. And what a break for the Tornadoes because he had room to run if he makes that catch. Yeah, right across the middle on a post pattern to Markel Fortenberry. Grabs it, tries to bring it in, just loses the handle. And as he's dropping it, he gets walloped by Jackson, who was really excited to lay the wood on him. Um, but now it's going to be second and ten for the Rebels. And it will. And you ought to see, you'll probably see a running play here on second ten. That's usually what teams do, so they don't look at third and ten. They will get the ball to Parker McGill. He'll pick up yardage. His leg's still going a good back as he gets out to about the 20. Actually, he, he's going to gain about two yards. It'll be third down and a long eight. And look for Coach Nix to dial up something here defensively to put a little pressure on the quarterback for the Red Rebels. Yeah, Tucker McGillmore, he's such a talented young man. He stepped Strong. into this role last year when T. Hodge was out of this game with turf, though. People wondered how Maryville would respond. He responded quite well with 120 yards against Alcoa. But so far tonight, Alcoa's done a really good job of keeping him in check. And they send her back in motion, and it's going to be a shotgun. Once again, Gray Carroll was held. The ball batted down for no gain. Uh, that kid over there tonight, guarding, trying to block Gray Carroll, has his work cut out for him. I don't blame him. He, he is do whatever he has to do. Just make sure you keep your quarterback upright. That'll be fourth down and eight now. Maryville will be on to punt, and I'd love to know what's being said over the headsets of the Maryville offensive coaches. They know. Mike White said last night that this Alcoa defense was one of the best that they'll face all year. And Coach Rankin said that, and when Coach Rankin goes out on a limb and says this, that we're the most talented team, team Maryville will face all year, that says a ton. Absolutely. And fair catch, Camden Bird reels it in. Lone catches the ball at the 40, uh, maybe 41. And Alcoa will have good field position for this drive, and Zach Lunsford will go back out as quarterback. Marty, a much better decision on the punt return that time by Camden Bird. And instead of putting two in the backfield, they only put one back there. Burden does a good job of fair catching that. If he had to move that out of the way, you probably would have been 10 to 15 yards further back to start this offensive drive. Oh, no doubt. One thing that Maryville is always good at is special teams. Mm -hmm. And you cannot let them beat you in special teams because that in a close ball game could be a killer. Well, and we talked about this game is going to be a big battle of field position, and it's been flipped back and forth throughout tonight. And a screen pass out to Cox, and just a great play by the captain tonight for the Red Rebels, number 14, Thomas Fry. Boy, and he, he sprayed up some Isaiah Cox right there, and that'll be a loss of five, and Zach's got to read that a little bit better, Heath. Or maybe he's just told the, you know, but he, he telegraphed that. He told the world where he was throwing it. I mean, he did, Marty, but, again, that's about the seventh wide receiver screen we've thrown tonight. What I'd love to see here is Alcoa look to see that screen again and the front man who's supposed to be blocking take off. You may see that. Alabama under Gene Stallings used to do that all the time. And uh, Gibb is going to be the same. Oh, no. Ball, 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 ball. And the Rebels are going to recover the ball. That was something that Jude Ellison, the student color commentator for the Red Rebels, talked about last night and said would be the difference. And Ahmad Instant Sankey 
coughs it up, and Maribel gets good field position, their best field position of the night, as they'll take over first and 10 at midfield. 4.59 remaining in the first half. If nothing else, Maribel will take getting into field goal range and coming out with three points right here. And, Marty, this South Coast defense, though, still has yet to give up a touchdown this season. We'll see as Maribel's got a really good shot here with only 50 yards away from Pater. See what they dial up. Alcoa with a 3-4 now. And they're going to give it to McGill. He's got room. The biggest hole all night. And he's hit by Anderson and dropped it to 42. But nonetheless, that's a gain of eight on first down. Set up second two. And he fences a down where Coach Hunt will draw up something special. This is an opportunity. He likes to take a chance down the field. Well, and the thing is, Marty, is Maribel had a few things working that last drive. The receivers just dropped it, and so they're starting to see some things that are working. Now, Alcoa's going to have to make the adjustment. In motion now goes number nine. That's Eli Haynes, and it's going to be to McGill, and McGill's going to get popped and dropped. It'll be a loss of a yard on the play. So now it'll be third down and three back at the 43, and we'll see what Maribel draws up here. Coach Hunt quickly had a play ready and in. And Maribel coaching staff really impresses me. They just, you know, as well as our guys, you know, these we've got two really good coaching staffs right here in Blount County. But the, the cerebral and just attention to detail Maribel has is just incredible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and Hunt Marty, a former quarterback under Coral before he came back to coach. And a quarterback here as well as the give goes to a number two in the game now. He's going to be short of a first down. That is Noah Vaughn, whom you said earlier will see some runs. He got a run there, and it's decision time for Coach Hunt, and I think he'll go now with fourth down and inches. The ball at roughly about six inches shy of the 40-yard line. If I was Maryville here, I'd go quarterback sneak. Well, yeah. Or try to draw him offside and yeah. take a timeout. 3.08 left to go in the first half. Six-nothing Alcoa. Fourth down and less than one now. Maribel's going to go from a shotgun. Now it'll be Jones going under center. Oh, excuse me. Now we'll move back to shotgun. McGill will be the lone back with him in the backfield. And it'll be a give. And he's stopped. Bowen is stopped for a loss. No, sir. And this Alcoa defense answers the call. That surprised me right there on wow. second and two that Coach Hunt didn't try to throw the ball downfield. Marty, what surprises me, and I've seen this some, from some other offenses as well, is when you have a short down situation, why do you go shotgun? Because you're already setting yourself up at a disadvantage four to five yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's because no team practice anymore, and they're yeah. scared to do it. And, and you know what that tells me, the reason Coach Hunt didn't try to load up and go downfield? He's scared the Alcoa defensive line too much for his offensive line. They're quick. And Lunchford rolls out now. He's looks downfield. He's going to rear back and throw it. He's caught wide open. It's Brayden Anderson. And he catches the ball near the Maribel student section. And that will be a first down for the Tornadoes at the Red Rebel 20-yard line. Marty, how about the patience of Zach Lunchford for what to wait for Anderson to open up and then gets that ball down the field. A beautiful throw and an even better catch on the sideline. Tiptoeing before he goes out by Braden Anderson. And Braden Anderson, Marty, the former Maribel Rebel. 
who made sure after he made the catch, he said a little hello to the student section. <laughs> yes, he did. And there was a student that almost crawled over the fence <laughs> to get to him. So uh, there's no love lost here. But, uh, you know, on Sundays at church and around town, these kids love each other. Shotgun for Lunsford. And it'll be a give to Sankey as he goes off tackle to the left. He'll pick up a couple down to the 18. And he's, we've got to look, too, and, and with run plays, Alcoa now would love to do nothing but milk the clock here and score yeah. going into the locker room. Absolutely. And Ahmad, thank you, Marty. That time, uh, carrying the football, able to hold on to a fumble, his last carry. You could tell two hands on the football, tucking it really close and tight. May have slowed him down just a little bit to pay extra special attention to holding on to it there. But it's going to be second and eight. Two minutes now remaining as the clock continues to wind down here in the second quarter. Alcoa six, Miraville zero. Alcoa 18 yards away from the end zone. Lunchford under center. I formation to give is to Cox that was in there. And he has his legs taken out from under him. And he'll lose two on the play. But that does put the ball in the middle of the field. Alcoa's got a new kicker dressed out tonight as well, Heath. Number 16. Uh, i got to look these kids up. But that is uh, Riley Heaton, who is a kicker. And they've also got a kicker that is a transfer from Hardin Valley, number 38. And that is Griffin McAllister. So not sure what their distance is. And hopefully we don't have to find out as Lunsford goes from the shotgun. Look, has the receiver open. And once again, Heath. He overthrows Cox on the slant. Cox is wide open in that. All he's got to do is hit him, and Cox has got the lane for a touchdown. You just give him too much excuses here, but if you'll notice, the field yeah. kind of bends. Yep. And so it's high in the midfield. It bends down on the outside. And so when he's throwing, what's seen straight to him in the middle of the field is actually just on the outside. So he's got to recognize that bend, and he's got to throw a little normal, a little lower than he normally would in order to hit Jackson right in the numbers. 0-5 left to get in the first half. Lunch, this will be officially 37 yards for Foley. The kick is up. The kick's got plenty of leg. The kick is straight enough. And it is good! Jack Foley from 37 yards out gives Alcoa a 9 to nothing lead with one minute to go in the first half. We've got a two-score ball game, Marty. We do indeed, and right now we got a break. Back in 30 seconds with more action in the first half from Jim Grimfro Field as the Tornadoes just took a 9 to nothing lead over Maribel. Back after this. Your employees are your most valuable resource. Contact Solid Ground Security Specialties about protecting their safety and that of your company. If you're hosting a guest speaker, Solid Ground Security Specialties can provide executive protection needs. Solid Ground Security Specialties can provide Knoxville and surrounding areas with security guards for your office, warehouse, or special event. If you're considering a job as an armed or unarmed guard, Solid Ground Security Specialties offers the training you need. And if you're already certified, they can help with your state-required recertification. Solid Ground Security Specialties service all of Tennessee and can connect you with professionals for service outside of Tennessee. On-site security seminars are available. For more information, visit us online at sgsprotection.com. That's sgsprotection.com for Solid Ground Security Specialties.
kick is returned by Vaughn, and he, he gap, and he returns it out to the Maryville 46-yard line, and that was scary because he almost took that all the way. A good shoestring tackle that time, preventing Vaughn from getting any further, but a very nice return sets up this Maryville Rebel offense. They're going to be at the 46-yard line, so 54 yards away from Pater, 52 seconds left on the clock here in the second quarter as Maribel's looking to try to get on the board before the half. 9-0, Alcoa, Carson Jones in a shotgun with Parker McGill flanking his right-hand side, two receivers to the right, wing to the right, and the give up the middle, and Parker McGill's got a little bit of room. He will pull Tornadoes out past midfield into Tornado territory at the 49. 40 seconds now and counting. Kind of surprising no timeouts used yet. Yeah, I know. And it'll be shotgun now. And they're going to give it, take it now, and they're going to throw it. And it's going to be complete. And a good grab that time, a number six, that is Nick Daigle. And Nick Daigle will take it down. And Rank is not happy about the coverage on the play as the safety took a wrong step. And that allowed him to make the catch and run down inside the 30 to about the 29-yard line. There's 23 seconds left, and I look for Maribel to maybe try to get a guard. They've got a kicker that can kick it from this distance, but I look for them to try to take a few shots downfield and try to get the ball into the end zone. Yeah, Marty, they ran a play that time that they ran earlier to Fortenberry, and Fortenberry was just unable to come down with it. They're having some stats across the middle, and Hunt knows that. He goes back to it there and catches Alco off balance. So they're going to really have to keep an eye on the middle of the field and keep these receivers close. And there's timeout. Maribel's taking it. Let's take 30 seconds with them. We'll be back after this break. 9 nothing, Alcoa. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. First and 10, Maryville at their own 29-yard line. 23 seconds left. They trail out to nothing. Going to be a quick He's seeing a block there, and then getting upfield is Vaughn again. Actually, that is Daigle, and he'll get tackled and get out of bounds at the 19. He'll pick up another first down for the Red Rebels with 16 seconds left. He almost got tackled but picked up just enough of a block to get it outside and pick up some good yardage. Yeah, Action Jackson in the backfield almost coming down with the tackle. Just uh, uh Little arm tackle there, and uh, they're able to uh, evade it, and Daigle got some positive yardage for Maribel. And it will be Jones in the shotgun. He's going to look to the right this time. He's going to be – he slipped through a couple of tackles and will take the ball down to about the 16-yard line, and it stops the clock with 10 seconds. 
So Maryville still has two timeouts. So they can still run it if they want, Heath. And they've got it at the 16. If they kick the field goal right now, it would be 30 of leg from their kicker. They may have one, maybe two plays left before they've got to send in the, the field goal team. I did get a report while we were away that Major Newman will be okay. Yeah, that's great news, Marty. Uh, uh, a tough hit for that young man earlier as he was carted off the field on the stretcher. But uh, uh, glad to hear uh, that he is okay as Alcoa gets ready to get things going. And so does Maryville back to the line of scrimmage as Carson Jones. And they fake it. They throw a... They throw a slant, and boy, you talk about some alligator arms over there in the far side on that skinny post, and he got him because that was a well-thrown pass that the receiver just did want no part of. Well, that's because waiting on him and there to make the <laughs> hit was Braden Anderson. As soon as he dropped it, Anderson just kind of tapped him to let him know, hey, we were about to become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, missed seven, two seconds now, so one more time – for the Red Rebels to try to – they'll go for the end zone right here. They've got to. You almost wonder, though, Marty, if they try to get to the middle of the field and try to get the points because it's a two-score ball game right now. Get it in the middle of the field, call a timeout, let your kicker get it back to a one-score game. We'll find out. Jones from Shotgun, he'll send a receiver in motion left to right. Looks, and it'll be – Oh, still at him. And that's going to be hit again. And it's back. And that's going to be grounding. That's going to be grounding right there. That is grounding, Heath, and that will take them out of field goal range as he was in the arms of some Alcoa defenders back at the 33-yard line. And if nothing else, if they just mark it dead there, this is going to be close to a 50-yard kick for the Red Rebels wow. from the far hash. Marty, you don't see plays mistakes like that made often by a Maryville Rebel offense. No, and that, not only that, Heath, the clock expired. The quarterback, as you said, made a mental mistake, did not get rid of it, took the sack. Maribel gets no points after threatening as we go to the locker room with Alcoa taking a 9 to nothing advantage. He's a lot of excitement in the first half, and not really. I mean, it's been jab for jab, and Alcoa's landed a, a couple of uh, shots to the chin, but nothing that's really staggered Maribel as of yet. No, uh, Maryville just hasn't been able to get things going. They've had a couple of successful plays, but for the most part, this Alcoa defense has been tough like they've been all season. And still, Marty, now through 11 quarters, have yet to allow a touchdown um, or a score on the field. And through the whole season so far, have yet to allow a defensive touchdown. This defense has been dynamite. And a solid play from the young quarterback, Zach Lunsford, in the first half. Indeed. We're going to take a three-minute timeout. When we come back, we'll have the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 half-game, halftime show uh, paid for by committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. We'll be back in three minutes with that and the Denzo scoreboard. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing. 
bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & online at whitlockcpa.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interests of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Welcome back in what's happening sports fans. I'm Keith Dunkel here at this Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. We're here at the half, and your Alcoa Tornadoes lead 9-0. to zero. Yes, you heard me right, 9-0, to zero, as the Rebels have yet to put any points up on the board. And here on the halftime show, I'm assisted by none other than Scott Dunkel, a.k.a. the real Mr. Dunkel. And, Scott, I'm going to turn it over to you now as we do the statistical breakdown of the first half. Thank you very much, Heath. And what a first half we've seen so far. Again, the score Alcoa, 9 Maryville zero. Looking at our host tonight so far, 13 rushing attempts, only 24 yards, two first downs, four of seven in passing, no interceptions, 41 yards. Maryville has had plays from scrimmage tonight, 20, 65 total offensive yards so far for the night as well. Uh, Carson Jones has been the only quarterback so far for Maryville, again, four of seven, four of 41. In that, also in rushing, Parker McGill, eight carries, 21 yards. Carson Jones, three carries for five. And that has been just about it for Maribel tonight. He, 
looking over at Alcoa, 16 rushing attempts, 73 yards, 8 of 11 in passing, 62 yards, no interceptions. 27 plays from scrimmage, 135 total offensive yards, one rushing touchdown, one field goal from Jet Foley for 37 yards. Zach Lunsford leading the way for Alcoa, 8 of 11 for 62 yards again. Rushing tonight, the workhorse has been Ahmad Sankey, 12 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Isaiah Cox has had two carries, but no yardage. Braden Anderson, nine yards, also three catches for 47. I said one catch for nine. That's catches for 47. Isaiah Cox, two catches, four yards. Ahmad Sankey, two catches, 11 yards for Alcoa so far tonight. And again, just a really defensive-minded game so far between the two Heath. as, again, the score is 6-9. to nine. We got there with a touchdown in the first quarter from Sankey. The extra point was missed. Second quarter, a still goal from Jet Foley. And that has been it. Uh, they're just hitting each other in the mouth and playing some hard football. Yeah, they certainly are, Scott. It's been a second-fourth game, a game that football and uh, three and out very quickly had to get the ball back to give to Maryville Maryville pretty much the same thing this Al- this Alcoa and Maryville defense very stout from the jump we've seen that for the majority of the first half but a few nice offensive plays here and there Ahmad Sankey with a beautiful juke and jive finding his way to the end zone for Alcoa's lone touchdown of the first half they missed the extra point the snap was low it rolled back Zach Lunsford. He was unable to grab it. They picked it up, and by the time they did, they were assisted to the turf. Um, Alcoa then goes back and forth with Maryville again defensively, and then near the end of the first half, the Tornadoes were able to get a field goal up. Uh, Jeff Foley able to make up for that missed extra point that his team wasn't able to capitalize on, but uh, Jeff Foley's got a good leg, and that was something earlier in the season, Scott, we were kind of curious about as Alcoa lost senior kicker Zeke Rankin as Rankin went on and is now a kicker at MTSU. Um, what we would have in Jet Foley. And the junior has proven uh, to be very reliable at the kicking position. If they can get the snap down between the snapper and the holder, that will that will help. But uh, Jet Foley's done a good job. And uh, this Alcoa offense has done well. And Zach Lunsford's first start at quarterback, and uh, he's only a sophomore. And what a game to get his first actual start. He's rotated in and out over the last few games. But what a game to get your first start in this offense as a sophomore, none other against one of the top teams in the state every year, defending 6A champion, the Maribel Rebels. Oh, yes. And the thing, too, is we have not seen Seth at all in the game so far tonight, which I kind of see him some. We did see Canton uh, in there as well. A package of Zach's done a little anxious on a couple of throws where he's overthrown uh, uh, Ronald Jackson. Yes, I, I wanted <laughs> to say J.R. Jones. I remember him from last year, but yeah, Ronald Jackson, he's done overthrown him a couple of times. He just needs to get that ball down a little bit more. Um, could have been some big yardage plays. Alcoa gave up a couple of big yardage plays late to Maribel as the clock was winding down in the second quarter, but Alcoa, when it came time inside the red zone, would not allow Maribel any further. Yeah, Maribel stood tall on that one drive. Alcoa looked like they were going to put their second touchdown on the board. But, Scott, 
you talk about the overthrows from Lunsford on the few incompletions he's had, and uh, Marty and I talking about near near the end of the, the uh, second quarter, a lot of what has uh, played into that is the fact that a lot of times on high school football fields, they tend to bend a little bit. Right. And uh, you look at the middle of this field, and if you were here, you'd be able to kind of see this visual a little bit more clearer. But the, the middle of the field's kind of flat straight across, but when you go from the hash mark towards the sideline, they kind of bend down a little bit. And so with that bend, then a player on the outside of the numbers running a slant pattern is going to be a little bit lower than what you think. That, that, that shot towards him, leading him to the middle of the field that should be right on point is actually a little bit high. And we've seen that a few times. Once we're just going to have to correct, he's going to have to understand that on the field he's working with, and he's going to just kind of have to throw the ball a little bit lower than what he would normally project, follow through with that. I think we'll have a lot of success. Uh, Alco has had a pattern tonight that if he had been able to lead them in the right spot and keep it down, probably would have went for Just a matter of working out a little bit more with your receivers. You know, most, pretty much all of the high school playing fields around here nowadays because of donations and stuff from um, businesses or fans and so forth have the same type of field. So, you know, that's something they need to work out a little bit more in practice of just getting that timing and getting that uh, aim a little better on Zach's part right there. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I think Zach will recognize that. It'll probably be something his offensive coordinator and quarterback coach talk with him about here at half, how Cole will make some adjustments. Here's the thing. You're dealing with two teams, Scott, that when it comes to adjustments at the half, they're two of the best. Oh, yeah. Two of the best and making their, the necessary adjustments to prepare themselves for whatever they're going to face and correct moving into the second half. So it'll be really intriguing to see the chess match that goes on between these two teams as we the third quarter. But, Scott, we've got about 9.15 left to go here in the half. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a three-minute break. And when we come back, I'm going to hand my headset off to Trevor Dunkle, and he's going to do – the game from across the area, and let's see what some of these scoring updates are as you all continue this halftime show. Again, this halftime show is brought to you by Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. So thanks so much for continuing to listen to our broadcast tonight. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I'm Heath Dunkel, Marty Millsap, Scott Dunkel, and Trevor Dunkel. We'll be back in just a few minutes. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, Call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. 
I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 164-1325. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. You're listening to the Bob Ramsey State Representative, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, halftime show. This is Scott Dunkel along with Trevor Dunkel as Alcoa leads Maryville at the half 9-0 to zero in a very hard, hard fought game for both teams, doing great jobs on both sides. We are going to go over now to Trevor Dunkel. He's going to get us updated on the Dento scoreboard. So here we go. Also, Trevor wants to go over the Trevor trivia with you first. So let's do that first. Thank you, Scott. So um, as you said, uh, we'll start with the Windy City Trevor's um, Tornado trivia. So we have two questions this week since no one was able to get the question last week with uh, um, the the last week's question. Sorry. So the first uh, question this week, will be Maryville leads the series against Alcoa 63-25-3. What year did they start the rivalry? Good question, uh, Trevor. Thank you. And then going into the second question. So this is, how many combined state championships do Alcoa and Maryville have? So both of these questions are going to be posted on Twitter and Facebook. So if you know the answer to either one or both, uh, make sure you comment um, to try to win a $10 gift card to Windy City Grill. Um, for each answered question, um, we'll get $10 gift card. Or correctly answered correctly question, answer, yeah. question, I should say. So going into the Denzo scoreboard update, um, quite a few updates. We had um, the other rivalry in Maryville last night as Heritage traveled to William Blunt to take on the Governor's. Um, looks like Heritage had that game late with about four minutes left in the game. They were up by eight, but um, after a couple of issues and an interception, Heritage loses that 29-22. to 
falling to one and three as the governors are now two and two. And a couple other local teams playing tonight as well. We have Greenback travel to Oneida um, to take on the Indians. That game is tied at zero. No one has scored so far at halftime. And then the Campbell County Cougars travel to Seymour. Seymour trying to look for their first win of the season as they're 0-3. However, it does not look like that's going to come about as they're losing 20-0 to at the half. And then Sequoia, another team that's 0-3, travels to Loudoun, who's 3-0. and Loudoun uh, calling this their senior night and also their homecoming. Loudoun leading that 38-0 to at half. And Lenore City, another team that's still trying to look for their first win of the season. They're 0-3. They uh, are hosting Carter tonight, who is 3-1. That game is close, getting um, near the end of the second quarter. Carter leading 21-14. And then some region um, updates. However, none of the region opponents are really playing any of the region teams, so we don't have to worry about rankings this week on that. But uh Pigeon Forge travel to Sullivan Central tonight. There's no update on that so far, um, but we'll keep you posted later in the game. And then Cock County takes on the Gatlinburg Highlanders tonight. Gatlinburg, uh, or I'm sorry, Gatlinburg Pittman is looking for their third win of the season as they're two and one. The Highlanders are leading that at half, 19 to zero. And Rockwood taking on Kingston. Kingston two and zero oh so far. This year, and they're leading that 14 to six at half. And then Oliver Springs Bobcats, another team that it's 0 and three. There's quite a few teams looking for their first win. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, they travel to the Northview Academy, who's not having a good season either. They're one and two, uh, but uh, Oliver Springs is leading that six to zero at the half. So we'll see what comes out of that game later on. And then Granger. Uh, Travel to Scott tonight, and that game is pretty close because it's eight to zero at the half. And then two teams that are looking for their first win of the season: Austin East and Fulton. So it looks like at least one team tonight will will hopefully get a win on that. Um, and Fulton is leading that fourteen to zero at the half. And then some other updates: um, another game last night was Oak Ridge and Farragut. Um, Oak Ridge lost that twenty-five to forty-five. Then West taking on Jefferson County tonight. Uh, West Rebels are leading that 21 to zero at the half. And Bearden, another team looking for their first win of the season. They've had some issues with with COVID. Um, they're 0 and 1. They travel to Bradley Central to take on the Bears. That game is tied seven to seven at the half. And then um, you'll like to hear this: Gibbs hosting Morristown East tonight. Gibbs leading that 14 to seven in the late. Uh, late in the second quarter, so hopefully Gibbs will pull that out, especially after last week when uh, they got blown out 37 to 17 by South Doyle. And then uh, Hardin Valley, another team that's 0 and 3, travel to Central, who's 3 and 0. So we all know who might come away with that win, but it's actually 20 to 14 at the half. Central winning that. Um, and then Union County was supposed to travel to Halt tonight. However, that game was postponed due to COVID concerns. And uh, Carnes, another team looking for their first win, traveled to Powell, who's 3-0 and so far this year. Um, Powell leading that 22-7 to at the half. And then Tyner Academy, who will be taking on the Tornadoes here in a couple of weeks, are, is leading Howard 29-0 to in the second quarter. All right. Well, thank you very much, Trevor. That was the scoreboard brought to you by Denzo. As you're listening,
halftime show, Bob Ramsey, State Representative, District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey, Treasurer, halftime show. We're going to take a break as the teams have come back on the field to get loose. We'll be back in just a few minutes. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Your employees are your most valuable resource. Contact Solid Ground Security Specialties about protecting their safety and that of your company. If you're hosting a guest speaker, Solid Ground Security Specialties can provide executive protection needs. Solid Ground Security Specialties can provide Knoxville and surrounding areas with security guards for your office, warehouse, or special event. If you're considering a job as an armed or unarmed guard, Solid Ground Security Specialties offers the training you need. And if you're already certified, they can help with your state-required recertification. Solid Ground Security Specialties service all of Tennessee and can connect you with professionals for service outside of Tennessee. On-site security seminars are available. For more information, visit us online at sgsprotection.com. That's sgsprotection.com for Solid Ground Security Specialties. In Blount County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blount County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. Welcome back to Maryville High School, Jim Rimpro Field, and Stanley Skeeter Shield Stadium. We're about to kick the second half where Maryville will receive, and Alcoa will kick leading nine to nothing as we head into second half action. We've been told our stream is full. Uh, if you have friends that are trying to get on, tell them to be patient. Uh, but we're back up on the stream tonight. We appreciate everyone for listening both on the stream and on 100.9 FM WKVL. As I said moments ago, 
It is nine to nothing Alcoa as Jet Foley will prepare to kick. He had a 37-yard field goal near the end of the first half to extend the score to where it is now at nine to nothing. His kick now on his three-step drop is high, end over end, angled toward the left sideline, and fielded at the 10 at that point by number 24, that is Parker McGill, and he takes it out past the 30-yard line. Another good return, Heath, by the Red Rebels now as they have decent field position after a nice return from the 10-yard line, a return of about 24 yards for Parker McGill, who will be the starting tailback here in the second half. Before the Maryville offense gets going, secret safe place for Newborn social media shout-outs to Mary Ward, Jeffrey Garrett, Coretta Mambo, Jacob Latham, Jamie Lunter, Derek Freeman, Anthony Harper, James Rayner, Alan Summerall, and Kipper and Samara Presley for tuning in to the ballgame tonight. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. It is going to be a gift to Parker McGill. He'll be bounced around and dropped. They're going to give us forward progress back to the line of scrimmage, so it'll be maybe about a half a yard. It'll be second down and a very long nine uh, on the next down for the Red Rebels. They trail nine to nothing now with 11.30 left to go in the third quarter. And we'll try to get some more social media shout-outs. We've got a ton of them. First one to Danny Spradlin in attendance tonight. Thank him for joining us last night on the preview show. And it is McGill back, or actually Jones there you back, go. and he throws to Parker McGill on just a little screen and having nothing to do as he is dropped. I think the first one there on the scene was the freshman, number seven, that is Cannon. And the last one on the scene, bringing him to the turf, none other than the senior Great Carroll, a nice tackle, and it's now third and about 13 for the Rebels. And, yeah, <clears throat> third and a long, long 14. Let's see what they dial up. Hunt was has not really given his quarterback a chance to really throw the ball downfield. He's, it, it almost tells me he's scared that his offensive line can't hold off the tornadoes as their entire defensive front now is in a two-point stance. They fake the give, and it will be him going into a – and he is dropped for another loss all the way back to his 26-yard line. So he, just as I said, I think Hunt is worried about his offensive line. His quarterback goes down in the heat. Yeah, I mean, you've got Taheron Sutter and Gray Carroll back there quick, and he tried to get around him, and they just ankle-grabbed him, and he tripped, fell to the turf. It's now fourth and about 19, and the Rebels will be forced to punt. Yeah, it's it's a long go, and the Hunter is on now. That's number 19 for the Red Rebels. That's Markel Fortenberry, and it's a good kick. It'll be fielded by Camden Braden at about the 42. He'll return it back, or actually about the 37. He'll return it back to the 40, a return of about three, but nonetheless, good position for Alcoa. Starting to become a, a long night already, Heath, and I'm starting to mess up my words already. 941 left in the third. Alcoa leads nine to nothing. Marty, you're so used to Mercy Roll, we don't have to broadcast this long. I know. I can start buying records online. <laughs> A few social media shout outs Tanya West Jarman, Tyler Kyle, Cameron Smith, Luke Wagner, Lindy McGuire, Brian Long as well. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. And there's a pass to Burton. Oh, oh. and he had Burton on a seam wide open. If he catches that ball, he, he's still running. And, and the young sophomore knows it. 
it's the same theme of the first half, Marty. He's got to get the ball down. He's, he's sailing it just a little bit too much. You saw it in the slant pattern. You saw it there, too. He's just jacked up is what it is. It's his first start. He's a sophomore. He's 15 years old. Yeah. His first start comes in, in the biggest game of the season against the best team he'll play all year, and he's just a little jacked. He'll settle down. He's going to be a great quarterback, and that was big right there. That'll keep Maribel on their toes as well. Now a screen out to Sankey, who's got blockers out front. Makes one man miss and then falls forward and out of bounds finally at the 46-yard line. It'll be a pickup of six on second down, and it'll set up now a third down and four as the sophomore quarterback comes over and gets the play from the offensive coordinator, Sweetland. And more social media shout-outs to my buddy in Franklin, Tennessee, William Alexander, Jesse McCall, Sammy Yule, Becca Riles, Angie Long, Jason Butch, uh, Kathy Miller-Owens, Charlene, Charlene Whitsum, uh, and we'll get back to more as Lunsford takes. He gives to Camden Burden. Now that's Salter in the game now. Salter is going to be, no, that is uh, number nine. Jordan Harris. That is Jordan Harris, the sophomore, out to the 49, and that'll set up fourth down and one. And what will the Tornadoes do? I think they're pretty confident about their their defense. So, You know what they do here, Marty? I think they try to get it to go on, too. Yeah, they do, too. And they're going to send Camden Burden in, and they're going to send the big boys. And I think this right here is where Rankin says, guys, go get me this first down. Absolutely. I, I need a yard. You're bigger than they are. You're better than they are. Let's see you do it right here. Here we go. And it will be. Uh, they tried to get him to jump. Yeah, and they just didn't have enough time left on the clock. Now Alcoa will punt. Not a bad effort right there. I still, part of me wants him to go for it, but the smarter half of my brain or lesser <laughs> half says punt it away. Make Maribel drive the length of the field to beat you. I don't know, Marty. I think I'm just. Super aggressive right here. I think I want to keep the foot on the gas. And if I'm Alcoa, I go under center, silent count, QB sneak, and go pick up that yard. Charlene, today back to our social media shouts out. Charmin. Cassiano. John Worth, an old high school classmate, or uh, is a couple of years behind me. Jenny Towles, Erica Gilbert, Scott Brooks, Charlene Terrell. Shannon McCall, Lauren Grenier, Otis Bowers, Paige Murphy, Sandra Wilson, Danny Wilson, Jessica Reagan, Candace Spires, Pamela Douglas, Jamie Lunsford, Zach's mom, Mark Anthony, Gary Dunlap, hey brother, and Mandy Diggers. We'd like to thank all you guys for listening in, as well as several others out there, Steve Stout, Susan Stout, Jeremy Gaby, Coach Rick Howard, Coach Earl McMahon. Alcoa back now. They are going to go, and Heath, they're not going to oh. get it. They're not going to get it. Number seven for Maryville, that is Hagen Webb with a big play in the Alcoa backfield. Just too quick for the Tornadoes, and it just took too much time. And right there, it might have been a good time for a naked bootleg. Well, I mean, I said, Marty, I wanted to see a keep and seek. You're, you're super good right. the line there. You get it, and you go. Um, tried to go and do the I formation. Still not a terrible call. Um, Maribel just blew that up. They were able to shoot the gap and able to make a good tackle. So hats off to Maribel for that. But Maribel now first and 10, ball in the 49, and still looking for their first points of the ball game. More shout-outs to come. It's Maribel in a shotgun. 
Jones with McKeel flanking him to his left. And motion now comes number one for the Red Rebels, and it will be a quarterback keeper right up the middle. And he'll have some room to run. And still going on his feet, one man to beat, is the quarterback, Carson Jones, as he gets inside the Alcoa 30 now to the 29. And this may cause you to second-guess Alcoa going for it right there. Um, let me see more people. Randy Shepard listening in from Florida. Tammy Lowe, Billy Kilgore, Ethan Dwyer, Paige Murphy, All Vol One Care, Donnie Rawls, Scott Shanklin, and others. As Maryville now, Carson's looking for the sign from the sideline. Hadn't got it yet. There's 18 seconds left on the play clock, 7.51 on the clock. Maryville trails 9 to nothing, but is in striking distance now after a big run by the quarterback, and it'll be a gift to Parker McGill who tries to run to his right after getting met in the backfield, and he'll pick up about two. Yeah, it'll set up a second and long eight, maybe a yard, maybe two. He gets to the 25, so it's going to be second down and a, a very long eight for Maryville. Just not having a lot of a lot of luck running the ball. Well, and that was really the first time I feel like tonight Marty Carson Jones a minute ago ran the football. He had been handing it off to Parker. He had been trying to get it off to his other playmakers. So caught out Alco off guard on that last big run from the Rebels. That time not pulling him with Parker McGill. Second and eight now for Maribel. And it will be a keeper once again by the quarterback. They had good success the last time he ran it. This time they pick up good yardage as well down close to the 20-yard line. And it will be second down now and probably about or third down now and five for Maryville. They've got to get to – it's going to be about third and four. And it will be Maryville, the same formation. They sent two receivers right, one left. And it will be Parker McGill on the right side of the quarterback, Jones, and number 20, Jackson Phillips, and a wing to the right. Now it will be McGill switching sides. And it will be Jones back. He's going to fake. He's going to throw a slant that's completed to number one. That is D.J. Burks. The first time we've called his name tonight. And he picks up a first down for the Red Rebels at the 10-yard line. So now I'm really starting to second-guess the fourth down gamble. I mean, it happens. And I think at this point, it just didn't work out. And so now Maryville's capitalizing. You're Alcoa. You've got to buckle down here. Really, if all else fails, you really want to try to force Maryville into kicking a field goal. Right now, a two-score game as Alcoa leads 9-0. to zero. Maryville unsuccessful scoring in the first half, and, Marty, this could potentially be the first time all season this Alcoa defense gives up a point. We'll see. Not in the pay dirt yet. In motion comes Burks. It's going to be a give to Parker McGill right up the middle. He had a huge hole, and on his feet and in to – Looks like he stopped at the one. Yeah, I thought he might have got in. He kept his feet after the initial hit, and there was just a huge hole right there. And Maribel doing some trap blocks now, Heath, and they, they adjusted well at the half. They always do. And they, they made some room right there for the running back. And it's Jones now at the one. He gives to Parker McGill, who tries to go right up the middle. He gets a push, and then he gets pushed backwards. He may lose a yard unless they give him forward progress, which they do to the one. It'll be second goal at that point. Yeah, I think what helped there, Marty, is Alco finally brought in to Heron Sutter, put him up in the middle with 
with Grace. You got Gray, Summerall, Tyson, Sutter up there on the middle. So some bigger boys and stronger boys up in the middle that are being able to kind of shoot those gaps a little bit more successfully and get things going. So we'll see if Maribel goes right back to the well here and gives it to Parker McGill. I think the quarterback keeps it here after a fake. It's going to be Jones. He's going to empty the backfield now, and he's going to take it. Oh, they had him. Yes, they had him in the backfield. He escapes the would-be tacklers. Tyson had him. Yeah, he knows it, too. And he goes into the black rectangle for a six-pointer and touchdown for the Red Rebels. And the gamble at the 50 has cost Alcoa. It did, but now it's time for the offense to respond. Yeah, and they can. And they've had receivers open. Now it's time you go to your quarterback, say, hey, Zach, calm down. You got this. You're our leader. You're our quarterback. You're going you're gonna to make a big play for us. Yep. And the PAT is added. And it is now a two-point differential, 9-7 to seven, Alcoa. And Maribel now has the momentum. Let's take a 30-second timeout. We'll be back after this break on the Twin City Certified Game of the Week. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. Our bumper music is better than yours. Maribel set to kick off in the form of number 54. And that is... Number 94. 94. That is that is Charles Trenum that just added the PAT. I guess he also is number... They wear white or red. I don't know. He just got another number in parentheses. Tonight he's number 94, and he added the PAT. The kick is away. It's a, it's a weird one that's going to short hop Camden Burden, or actually that is going to be Sankey. And Sankey's got room to run down the sideline and will be escorted out of bounds as he gets to the 35. And Cox is slow to get up. I did get a report at halftime. I, I told you Major Newman was going to be okay. They think it may have been a collarbone. Uh well, that's why, I mean, I think everyone's glad that that's all it is compared to what it potentially that's, that's could just, have been. That's just what they think. They're not sure. But regardless, um, if it is just collarbone, six to eight weeks, he'll be ready to play. Maybe sooner than that. And it is Lunsford back in shotgun. Two receivers right, one left. And it will be a fake. Now he's going to keep it. And he's going to try to run. He's not. What a move by Lunsford. He's going to pick up about four yards, and that is good ad-lib that time by the Alcoa quarterback. He had nothing. They were sitting all over that screen pass, and if he would have thrown it, that might have been an easy six for the Red Rebels. Instead, he tucks it, almost goes down behind for a loss, is able to juke a defender and then pick up four yards. Yeah, that was that was a nice move, Marty. I was, I was starting to think throw it away, throw it away, <laughs> but he made something out of nothing there, picked up four strong yards, and that's what you want to see in this young man. All right, they're going to go under center now in an eye formation with Sankey dotting the eye. 
It's going to be a pitch to Sankey, just a complete sweep. And Sankey with a lot of yardage out past the 40, dives forward out past the 45 to the 47-yard line. And, yes, that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville. Game of the week, it's 9-7 to Alcoa in the third with 3.30 left to go in this period. Remember to go and check out Riley Trapp down on 411 South at Twin City Certified and let him put you in a good quality certified pre-owned vehicle. Lunsford in a shotgun now. He'll have trips to the left, and it'll be Anderson now, and then they'll send Cox in motion right to left, and it's going to be Lunsford. He's got room to run again. He breaks one tackle a second. And almost a third as he gets to the 46-yard line of the Red Rebels. He'll pick up about seven yards on the carry. A good ad-lib once again by Lunsford. Yeah, Lunsford's starting to do some things with his legs and making Maribel have to look out for that. So, really good run by Zach Lunsford. But, Marty, he would have kept his eyes downfield for just a little bit longer. He had Braden Anderson across the middle wide open. And he lost his helmet on the play, so he'll have to come off for a down. And they'll send in... Saftar McCreary, number four, to quarterback. We'll see if they don't run a quarterback draw with him right now on second down and a long four. It'll be Sudris, the setback with him in the backfield with three receivers right and one left. They move left to right. It will be a quarterback draw for Saftar, and he'll take it over the right side. And I think two yards. Yeah, the Maribel sidelines and student section is erupting with cheer. They did bring him down shy, but it's going to be third down and short. And going back on the Alcoa's last possession, I would have done the same thing. I just thought they were bigger, stronger, and tougher. And number seven for Maryville, Hagen Webb, made a huge momentum play for Maryville. It is Lunchford back in the game on third and two. Two backs with him in the backfield, two receivers right, one left. Now they look to the sideline for an audible, and there's now five seconds left on the game clock. They're going to, to take a timeout. Sweetland taps the referee and says, we're going to take a timeout before we get a penalty. And having to rotate the quarterbacks right there cost Alcoa uh, another timeout. That leaves them with one left in this contest. Let's take a timeout with them, but not before telling you. Alcoa leads Maryville 9-7 to in the Twin Cities Certified of Maryville Game of the Week. We'll be back right after this. Mastercraft with a K Renovations. We'll handle all your interior and exterior needs. Kitchens and baths, decks and fencing, flooring and windows, electrical and plumbing, doors and roofs. We do it all and we do it right. Mastercraft with a K Renovations has 35 years experience and is state certified renovator. We are EPA lead and asbestos abatement certified. We are solid surface certified in granite, corian and marble. We'll handle all your solid surface needs. Proudly serving all of East Tennessee, call today to get your free estimate, 865-233-7577. That number again, 865-233-7577. And you can visit us online at Mastercraft with a K, renovations.com. Be sure to like our Facebook page at Mastercraft Renovations. That's Mastercraft with a K, renovations.com.
We are back, and it's third down and two here at Maryville High School. Our court leads nine to seven with two ten left to go in the third quarter. It'll be a give to Sankey who drops the ball again. Sankey's second fumble of the night, and he's hurt. And that'll be Maryville ball now near midfield. Another huge turnover by Alcoa. And it's going to be up to the defense to shut the Red Rebels down, who have all the momentum now. Yeah, absolutely. They do, Marty. And uh, that, unfortunately, that play looked like he was about to get somewhere and get a first down, but losing the football on his way through the line of scrimmage and Maribel jumping right on it. So now Maribel down two, nine to seven. Alcoa with 2.04 remaining here in the third quarter. And as you mentioned, Marty, momentum all in favor of the Rebels. Yeah. And just dropped it. It's Carson Jones now. will work from a shotgun. He'll have two backs with him now. Number 25 is in as a fullback. That's Phillips along with the halfback, Parker McGill, who's had a so-so night tonight. And with a big run there, and they continue with the trap block in the middle of the offensive line, and it's causing Alcoa some problems as Maribel's opened up some huge holes now for the runners. And Alcoa's starting to cramp up. You're seeing a few players dealing with some cramps. Yeah. Need to try to get them stretched down, get some Gatorade, maybe a banana in them. Too late for the bananas. <laughs> Here we go. Maryville back now. A hurry-up offense. They're, they see blood in the water, and they're trying to strike now. Same formation. Two receivers left, one right. They have the ball in the Alcoa 42-yard line, second down and two. And as I said before, if he trusts his offensive line, this is where he'll go for it. He does it. Off tackle, why should he? There's a huge hole for Parker McGill. As he's finally knocked to the turf by Braden Anderson, but he's the damage is being done now along the front by Maryville. They're undersized and supposedly not as good, but they're opening up some big holes now for their running backs. And there's going to be a timeout now. Yeah, Burden's been cramping up really bad, and he just hit the turf that time. Yeah, nothing else. This gives Alcoa defense some time to rest. We're going to take a timeout with them of 30 seconds. We'll remind you that the score is 9-7, to seven, Alcoa, with a minute 12 left to go in the third. You're listening to the Twin City Certified and Miracle Game of the Week. Back after this. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. All right. We're back with 112 left to go in the third quarter running now as Camden Burden has helped off and Kim Russell just made a, a a statement to me that I believe is true, and this is where Alcoa is missing Major Newman. He's that linebacker that could get up in there and plug those holes out of the trap blocks Maryville's running now, and they're opening up some capers right now against the Alcoa front. And it is Maryville turning, handing the ball off. Better. A lot better. I don't know if he got back to the line of scrimmage, but it will not go for much. As the ball is still the 29, so it'll still be second down and 10 for the Red Rebels. They have a good kicker 
And if they can add a field goal right here, he they will take the lead at 10-9. to 9. It looks like it's about to be the end of the third quarter. It is indeed. 19 seconds. There is 20 seconds left on the play clock. So Maribel doesn't have to do anything, and I don't think they will. They want to talk about this on second 10. We're going to talk about it as we take a break. You're going to take a 60-second break with us. And we'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week after these messages. 9-7, Alcoa, Maryville Threatening. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Field in Stanley Skeeter Shield Stadium. The Red Rebels on the move. They are at the Alcoa 29-yard line, second down and 10. They trail 9-7, to seven, but they do have a kicker that can get them into the lead. I just think they need to get a few more yards to give him a little bit more feel-goods about the next about the attempt, if possible. You know, Maribel, I'm sure, is going to be looking to make a first down, and right now, with the holes they've been opening, they can keep the ball on the ground and see what happens. I mean, they've started doing trap blocking. It's just elementary football, but it's worked big time for them here in the second half. Well, if there's someone who's also good at making adjustments, Marty, it's Coach yeah. Nix, the defensive coordinator for Alcoa. And one of the things Scott and I talked about on the halftime show here on the Twin City Certified and Miracle Game of the Week was the fact that both of these teams are some of the best in the state but also some of the best in the state at making halftime adjustments. And so it was going to be very intriguing to see the chess match here in the second half. So far, Maryville now leads in the second half 7 nothing. Alcoa leads overall 9-7. to Alcoa's had their opportunities, Heath. Uh-huh. They've had a, a wide open, they had to end up settling for a field goal, but they had uh, Braden Anderson on the 20-yard line, 10, 15 yards behind everybody. He had to hold up and wait for the throw. And then an, an overthrow to Camden Burden. And that one could have been six as well. So Alcor's had their opportunities. I'm sure they'll have more in the fourth quarter. We'll just have to see what they draw up after this offensive possession. And we'll see how Coach Nick's answers right here for the Tornadoes defensively. Yeah, this drive right here, Steve. Yeah, this next two downs are very big. Yep. As it will be Phillips and McGill in the backfield with Jones, two receivers left, one right. Maribel now moving left to right on your radio or listening device. And it will be a give. It's going to be the quarterback keeping again. He's got a huge hole. He's going to take it into pay dirt, he, and score for the Red Rebels. And if he would have had a flag, they wouldn't have pulled it. Man. That was easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Maribel takes the lead now, 
13 to 9. And Marty, they've done that a lot ever since they, I mean, in the second half, they've done the quarterback keeper quite a bit. And every time it's caught, caught Alcoa off guard, because Alcoa has put so much focus on Parker McGill, they followed him and left the lane wide open for Carson Jones. And he just took it right there and took it to the house. Red is blocked. A great run by that young man. The snap, the set, the kick, way good. That's on and over the training facility here at Maryville High School. And Maryville now up to a 14-9 lead. And not looking good now for Alcoa. They've got to do something offensively to spark this offense. They've been sluggish all night. Yeah, time for the offense to get going and respond. Uh, Lunsford's got to stay poised in the pocket. He's got to get his throws down. And, and if you're the offensive running back, like Ahmad Sankey, you've got to hold on to the football. Alcoa's had some, some uh, offensive possessions that have started to build a little bit, but we've had two fumbles. Uh, by, by Sankey tonight, and that's certainly for him and it's hurt his team, and you know he's probably thinking about it in the back of his head and pretty frustrated, and I know he's wanting to certainly make up for it. Well, and if you count the, the you know, when they didn't make the fourth and, and one, you know, and the two fumbles, that's like three turnovers right there. Yeah. Maribel's not giving us anything. No, not at all. And, and you know, you can't beat Maribel High School with a negative three turnover margin. Nope, got to get things going here. Now, Cole is going to have to respond and get the points back on the board. As it's 11.50 remaining here in the final quarter of play as Maribel has just taken the lead. Your score, Maribel 14, Alcoa 9. Back to receive for Alcoa appears to be Jackson. Yeah, we got Jackson, we've got Sankey, and I believe Isaiah Cox. It is indeed. And kicking for Maribel is number 94. That is Trenum. And the ball goes out of the end zone. Alcoa, if they're going to score, will have to do it from their own 20-yard line. A lot of real estate in front of them, as Dwight Price would say. Sure, Dwight would love to sell Alcoa the next 80 yards in the pay dirt. (laughs) So, uh, back to some shout-outs real quick. We got Robin Arwood, a former classmate of mine, Charles Dossett, Ricky Rutherford, um, my son Jackson down at uh, my mom and dad, Jimmy and Carlotta Millsap. Hey, Jackson, I hope you're having a good time. Remember, you've got to take care of your new puppy this weekend, Alice. And it's Lunsford. He's back. He throws a quick. Better. Yeah, that's just a stop on a dime right there for Braden Anderson. And nice stiff arm against Burks as he's able to run out of bounds at the 30. And that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes. Nice pitch and catch that time from the quarterback. Martin, guess where that hit him? Right in the numbers. Right. He was on the outside there. Throwing from the middle of the field, and he had been overthrowing his receiver that time. Gets it down, gets it right in the pocket. So they, I think he settled down. And, and Jackson, hope you're enjoying the broadcast. Love you, little man. Lunchford now goes. They fake. Oh, Alcoa moved. Man, they can't. They take two steps forward, one step back offensively tonight. <clears throat> and if if if, if nothing against Maribel, Maribel's an outstanding football team. I just thought Alcoa was better than them this year. That's saying a mouthful because and Coach Nick's told me it's the first of the year after game one, he said Maribel does not have any weak spots on their team. You can't look at one position and say, that's where we're going to go at. They're just solid, and they do everything right, and they don't make mistakes. That's the key so far, mistakes. 
And it is back. It's going to be a give to Sankey. There he He's goes. There he goes. Outside. And he'll pick up 10 as he gets to the 35-yard line. So he'll pick up the five penalty yards plus five more. It'll set up second down and five. And the young quarterback looks to be settled now, too. Mm-hmm. Take, take your time. Get down the field. Let's put it in favor. Boy, and, and what a uh, 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 play and statement he could make as a sophomore as he leads his team back to a victory. Especially here, Marty, 80 yards taking his team down the field uh, and putting them in the end zone right here would be a really nice response. And it'll be Cox in motion. They'll fake the jet sweep to him. And now they're going to screen it to him, and he's going to turn it upfield. He'll get maybe a couple of yards. Good defense that time by Maryville. I believe that was number 15 over there, Eli Cobble. And they came up quick, and they're just not buying anything deep. Or no, is it 16? As even Travis Reeder, and probably was until he was a senior, 15, just a sophomore. It was number 16, Reeder. He made a great play, and he came up quickly <clears throat> to get all over Cox right there on the screen pass. 10.50 now, and a big third down now for Alcoa. Third down and three from their own 37-yard line. Lunsford in the shotgun, takes a snap, looks, got plenty of time. Pump fakes, rolls our way, looks, and has it. Oh, oh, oh! And Ronald Jackson took a big hit right there. He almost made the catch, and then he took a pop. And there's a flag down in the defensive secondary. This could be a defensive holding in the heat. That would be huge. Ineligible receiver. receiver downfield. He did hold on to it for a long time. Man, I was I was hoping Marty they were going to call pass interference here on Jackson. Jackson or Ronald went to get it, and right before he could make that grab, he got yeah. But the ball was the ball was tipped. Yeah, that's a great point. And Maryville will decline the penalty, which will set up fourth down and three now. Maryville or Maryville's going to stay in their standard D. Alcoa's going to send out. They're going to send out their offense. No, they're going to drop. They're going to stop Braden Anderson back to punt now, and they better hurry. They're running out of time That's on the great game. Try to tell them, but hey, get moving. They're going to, they don't have, they have one timeout. And the snap is off, and they're, they're not going to get the playoff. That's going to be five yards. Alcoa is just, if they had ten toes, they'd have about six left because they've shot themselves in the foot at least four times tonight. Marty, Alcoa just got it. Alcoa needs something to get them back in the right headspace. Right now, they just look very deflated. Maribel, very since, since that fourth down at midfield, Maribel's just been a different football team. They got the momentum, they took it over, and they take advantage, and they made the play. And you got to take your you got to take your hat off to them. They know how to win. Alcor's still a young team. they got a sophomore quarterback. They've got a lot of young players. I thought they were better this year, but you cannot make mistakes. And beat Maryville High School. You just can't do it. They're too good. And they're too smart. And it is Braden back. It's a low wobbler. It's going to hit. It's going to oh, nice. Go. Huge go, 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 go. Wow. That thing is going to be down at the Maryville seven or eight yard line. That punt will go 18 and 43. That's going to be a 61-yard punt with no return for Braden Anderson. Couldn't ask him to do better work right there. Now the defense has got to answer. Yeah, this is where the defense has got to sit up, stand up. 
and they really heat. They really need a turnover bad. That's just me guessing, but I think they really, really need a turnover. Maribel just doesn't make – they don't make mistakes. And it is Carson Jones, who's played a very solid game tonight for Maryville, along with McGill, who's had a great second half in the backfield. And they'll turn, they'll give the ball to McGill again, and he'll pick up. Ooh, he might get back to the line of scrimmage, and he's going to be stood up and then slapped to the turf by an angry Alcoa defense. Yeah, one of those young linebackers has had to come in and fill a gap as Aaron Davis, the sophomore at 5'10", 190, comes up and makes the tackle. So it's now second and 10 for the Rebels. Ten minutes remain in this contest. Maribel leads 14 to 9. You've got trips now to the left for Maribel. Yeah, and they're over to the left, and there's one back with Carson Jones in the backfield. They're going to throw out quick to the left, and it's going to be a receiver making the play over there, turning it upfield, and he'll be very close to a first down. I couldn't get the number on that young man. But a big play, Maribel's just making plays right now. Well, Marty, Alcoa has the ability. That's the thing. is Alcoa gets in the backfield. They're shooting through that gap like a rocket instead of really being poised and staying patient when they get back there and squaring up in front of the offensive guy and leaving him nowhere to go. I said last night, this is typical. I know, I know that Coach Hunt is the offensive mind and head coach, but this reminds me of playing against Mike White back in the day when he was quarterback. He's smart, and you could not go full speed in one direction against him. And it's going to be the quarterback keeping oh. this time. And no, sir, says Gray Carroll, as he takes the quarterback from Maryville, Jones, and slams him to the turf at the 16. If you're Maryville here, Marty, you got a punt. Yeah, you do. <clears throat> that's a good thing by the defense, Marty. And that's, that's the kind of play that needs to be made by – a senior and a captain in Gray Carroll with a big-time play in forcing Maryville now to punt. Fourth and one, ball on the 17. Now, more importantly, Alcoa has to fill this punt and get good field position. 8.25 now left to go in this contest. The snap's high. It's going to be a good kick. It will oh, not be fielded. Oh. And, my gosh, they've lost 30 yards on a roll. You cannot do that. Should have got that. That one. is this is special teams 101, and Maribel has kicked Alcoa's butts tonight. In special teams. Someone, I mean Marty, someone's got to talk to him. We've seen this over and over again, and you're, I'm just surprised we're still seeing it. And it's uncalled for, is what it is. It's just basic elementary football: catching a punt, or at least getting to it and, and stopping it. There was not a lot of pressure on him when the ball got to him. And I know you get out of the way of a bouncing football, but he gave up 30 yards of real estate right there. Yeah, man. 14 to 9. It's been all Maryville here in the second half. They lead by five as Alcor has the ball. Should have had it in good field position. Instead, they've got it at their own 23. And it is Lunsford looking. He throws deep. He's got Cox, and it's a catch. It's a catch at the middle of a 44-yard line. That's what that young man can do. You got to keep rolling. Keep on rolling. How to get up to the field ball quick, Marty, and just keep keep chucking it. Lunsford going back to the hole now. Braden Anderson. Trying to find someone to take him out. He's hobbling, but no one's paying attention to him. 
Now he's like, I'm hurt, guys. Get me out of here. And now they send in number 26. Maribel's got a player down. That's what allowed Alcoa to do this. So Maribel's yeah. now being looked at because they're cramping up. Yeah, they are. And it's the defensive back. I think it was in on the play that time. And, and that'll give Alcoa a breather. And the Maribel defense a breather as well as Joe Black and Peggy Bratt will both attend to this young man. Let's take a 60-second injury timeout. It's a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. Back with more of the Twin City Certified Game of the Week right after this. 7.59 remain, Maribel 14-9. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Well, thank you We're back at Maribel High School. While we were away, Alcoa attempted a screen pass that was overthrown. And there was also a penalty on the play, and I think it was an unsportsmanlike conduct against the Tornado. No, it was just five-yarder. I believe it was. I think it was ineligible, man, downfield. <laughs> it was. That one hurt Alcoa a few times tonight. And once again, how, uh, the penalty, has Maryville had a penalty called on them tonight? Yeah, they've had one or two. Well, of course, had several. 7.55, and they've just not played a very Munchford will go under center on second 15, and Sankey will dot the eye. The last time they did this, Sankey fumbled. Same play that he fumbled on. He takes it this time, goes upfield, is hit immediately, and falls forward for about a gain of three to the 47, and it'll be second down now and 13. So, nothing else. Sankey's walking off Marty and Harris is now in. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't look 100%, and he hasn't. Remember, he grabbed his ankle after the fumble. A few more shout-outs, Josh and Leslie Livingston, and also James Garner that's listening in, too. Appreciate you. And Lunchford back, looks, surveys, looks. He's got some time. Now he's under pressure. He's going to tuck it and run it, and he's just going to go down. It'll be a loss of about three It'll move the ball back to midfield. It'll be third down and 15 now. And Alcor really needs to figure out a way to get the ball downfield. They need to score on a big play because I don't know if they can sustain a drive now. And they're not going to be able to have the patience to run the ball with six under 650 left to go now. They trail by five. A field goal does them no good. I'd like to see them get uh, Lunsford rolling out of the pocket and get them some time for some receivers to get open downfield. Throw it up and let Anderson or Cox go and get it again. Another shout-out to Lisa Trailstad. Thank you, Lisa, for listening in and, and following the in the backfield for, for two seconds on the play clock. 
and Lunker gets the zap off. He looks. He's going to survey. Turns around. Maribel's got this one well defended. Lunker throws late. That's interference. And it's not called, and Maribel picks it off. And Maribel has the ball in outcourt territory, and there's a skirmish and flag fly, but the outcourt Sudras was hit as he went up to make the catch, and I thought that would be interference, but it's not. And once again, I can be wrong. Regardless of what I think, there is no call. Maribel football, I think there'll be a post-possession foul against someone. Obviously, it's against someone. I think it'll be against Alcoa. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, so they're still getting attended to. And Crossford was just a rookie mistake, Marty. I mean, that was a play that it, there was just nothing doing. And he tried to still force it. And I know he wanted the big play, but you, you, you got to throw that one out of bounds. Let your team just punt it away. You still got plenty of time. Hope your defense can stop and get live to see another down. But instead, Maribel intercepts, gives them great field position now. That puts the ball at the – let's see where they're going to place it. It looks like right now the 44, and we'll see what the penalty is and where they move it from there. And maybe – I think it's going to go against Maribel. It is. And that'll be a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct. And that'll put the ball back at their own 41-yard line. So the first dumb thing Maribel's done all night, and it cost them 15 yards of real estate. So instead of having the ball – well into Alcourt territory. Now they're back at their own 41. However, the clock becomes now a nemesis of Alcoa with just 6.09 remaining. It's only one timeout. Yeah. And 14 to 9 deficit. If Maribel can get a field goal position and kick it right here, <clears throat> that's a point lead. That'll force Alcoa into converting a two pointer if they score. And it's just going to be a quick pitch out to Parker McGill following his rock. And a nice run out to the yard line. He's going to pick up about nine or eight on the carry. It'll be second down and two. Maribel would like nothing more than to chew up about four or five minutes here, yep. even if they don't get on the board. Well, and Marty, if they do get on the board, even if it's with a field goal, that makes it an eight-point ball game. So if Alcoa scores, they would have to go for a two-point conversion. Yeah. Alcoa really needs to prevent any points right here and see if they can get the ball back to their offense. But this defense has to gas as the offense has not had a lot of success in the second half and has forced the defense on the field quite a bit. They've not had a lot of success all night, a lot of three and outs. Now Coy looks like they're coming, and they are. It's going to be a quarterback keeper, and he's going to turn it upfield. He'll pick up first down. i got to give it to Coach Hunt. The judgments he made at halftime, both offensively and defensively, have just been remarkable. And Alcoy just hasn't responded very well to the momentum change, the fourth and one turnover on downs. That was the play of the game. 4.55 remaining. Shout out to Kenley Shepard. Give to Parker McGill. He'll go down for no gain. At his 40 exits, they're going to give him forward progress to the 46. So he'll pick up about a yard and a half on first down. He'll set up second down and a short. Yeah. Second and nine now for the Tornadoes. Ball on the 46-yard line. Your score here in the fourth quarter with 423 and counting off the clock. Maribel leads 
14-9. Merrill trying to shoot some clock up here, come away with a victory, and Alcoa's defense really needs to stand tall. Maryville will have two receivers right, one left. They move the ball left to right on your listing device. And a new back in the game now is Noah Bond. He's a 5'10", 165-pound sophomore. The middle, and he'll get blasted and bruised for his efforts, and he'll get no gain. It'll be third and nine, but he's looking at the clock now. It's 350 and counting. Yeah, Alcoa needs a big stop here. As looks like Summerall's coming out. So is Bonham and coming into the game is Taheran Sutter, Elijah Cannon. And it uh, looks like Bauman's coming out as well, and Sankey's coming into the place. So getting some of the more veteran players on the field right here, Marty, some of the bigger boys in the interior to try to get after this quarterback and cause a fourth down. I really don't see Hunt putting it in the air right here. I really don't. I don't see him putting his quarterback in a position to make a mistake. As I've been wrong. They've got a bunch of receivers. This, this is a Nick Saban play. They're going to pitch it to the left, and they do, and it'll be a – Three-yard or five-yard loss as he's tackled back at midfield now with 3.13 left. Alabama used to run that play all the time. Coach Quarles put that into the arsenal. And shut that down quickly. Gets in the backfield again. And instead of trying to arm tackle, he wraps up at the legs and doesn't let go of Parker McGill. Nowhere to go in a loss of yards. Marable's really going to need to try to switch this one, see if they can get inside the 20. Um, if you're out going, though, you cannot let this ball roll back. I was going to say, I just kick it end over end, let it hit and roll. And the snap is short. He kicks a walk turnover, though. It'll be fielded by Burden. He's got a gap. He's at the 20. He gets a block. Finally run down at the first out of bounds, and if that man's not there, he can go the distance, and that's not on the tackle. That's Jay Burks, and he makes a big play. <clears throat> There's going to be a lot of pins. Or Parker uh, needs to be the player of the game for the Red Rebels. Right now, my vote, if they win, is number seven, Hagen Webb. He made the tackle on fourth down and one, and changed completely the the dynamics of this game. Different quarterback in the game now, Heath. <clears throat> it is Safdar McCreary. He takes a snap. He looks. He's going to roll to his right. He's going to look. He's going to throw downfield. He's got a receiver. Uh. And just over the arm of Braden Anderson. You do not let – and he's got cramps. You do not let a receiver behind you in that situation – and Maribel almost cost himself the game right there. Marty, 2.13 remaining. I still don't like this move, though. And, I, and the reason I don't is McCreary's got a terrific arm. But Marvel, and on the deep ball, he's overthrown the receiver. He puts too much touch on it. He's got to put a little bit more air under here. And I think your, deeper, your better deep passer is Lunsford. But uh, they're going to go to McCreary because of Lunsford's mistakes. They're going to see what he can do and if he can lead this team back. But uh, a little too far thrown that time. As Anderson's unable to come down with it, it's now second and 10. 2.13 remains here in this ballgame. So, two-minute drill time for your offense as Maribel leads 14-9 to and Alcoa has to score here. They do. The ball is at the 30-yard line. They've got to go 70 yards in two minutes and 13 seconds. Field goal does no good.
they, they can't they can't play here. They still got an injured receiver, Braden Anderson. They I, I don't know what they were looking at. And Braden Anderson really stiff. He tries to make his way off, but they need to get him back out there. He's a deep threat and he can make plays. But he his calf looks really tight right now, and he you've had him before. You know how painful that is. Yeah, it's certainly not a fun injury to have. But uh, it looks like in his place over there is going to be number three, Landon Ford, the six foot, 175 pound senior wide receiver. So again, some more senior leadership on the Silverout call right now. Zero Anderson, he's in pain, but Marty, you have to wonder, he's probably even even more emotional pain not being able to be out there with his brother. But we'll see what Alcoa does here, second and ten. McCreary's going to roll to the right. He's hemmed in. He's going to turn it back upfield now. Makes some Rebels miss, lower his shoulder, runs over a Rebel, picks up about nine. Problem is, the clock continues to run. Yeah, they got to keep moving. Two-minute offense, you got to be looking over the sidelines and get a play. You can't keep walking over to your offensive coordinator. they got to get a ball downfield right here. A quick uh, happy birthday to 52nd birthday to Lauren Reddick of the Lauren Reddick team. Thanks for listening in, Lauren. Appreciate it. Two receivers right, one left for the tornado. The give is to Sankey. He'll pick up a first down. That'll stop the clock. they got to hurry back to line. It's 1.30. They do have to hurry back to the line. Maribel's got some people cramping. <laughs> and then Alcoa's going to take their final timeout. Let's take a quick break with them. 30 seconds. We'll be back with the conclusion of this Twin City Certified and Maribel Game of the Week. At the end of the 9.31 left. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. We are back at Maryville High School. The score is 14 to 9. 131 left to go in the fourth. First and 10 at their own 44 yard line. They've just taken their last time out. It is Seth R. McCreary, the quarterback, in. This is his first series of the game. He's got safety with him in the backfield, and he's got burden to the near side and two receivers to the far side. They move right to left. He rolls right. He's got plenty of time. He cocks it, throws it, and good defense over there by the Red Rebels as they were step for step. That was D.J. Burke with perfect defense that time for the Red Rebels. Second down and 10 now. A minute 22 left in the game. Sapdar's got to keep his eyes open, Marty. He about got grilled yeah. and lost that football in the backfield as they were coming for him from the blind side. There's having, there's a thing as having too much poise in the pocket. <laughs> you got to have that mental clock like Peyton Manning had to know when to get rid of the ball. He's still going down. Heave that ball about 60 yards in the air. Yeah, I mean, they've got a ton of speed here. I'd like to see maybe get a step on somebody. I'd like to see the <clears throat> the post and the flag. Yeah. And it's going to be a reverse. Maribel had it stepped out perfectly. 
That right there is perfect defense by Maryville. And number 17, and was it number 76? Oh, Cole's got to go, Marty. Lou Birchfield. They got a minute left, and they're taking their sweet time. Yeah, Lou Birchfield and Mason May right there stayed at home and blew that one up. Third down and 15 now, 57 seconds. No timeouts for Alcoa. <clears throat> and they're taking their sweet time. Talks to his position. Saftar loads up, throws again. Got a receiver. Anderson out there and just underthrows it. And incomplete. And just good defensive position that time. The Maribel back was not letting Braden Anderson work back to the football and just perfect defense. 41.4 seconds and he did it. This is it. Fourth and 15. You either convert right here or you take another loss to the house by the hands of the Maribel Red Rebels. And you just got to take your hat off to them. They played better. They played and made less mistakes. Maribel takes a timeout. We're going to take another one with them. We'll be back in 60 seconds with the conclusion of this ball game right after this message. You're listening to the Twin Cities Certified and Maribel Game of the Week. Maribel leads 14 to 9 with 41 seconds. Mastercraft with a K Renovations. We'll handle all your interior and exterior needs. Kitchens and baths, decks and fencing, flooring and windows, electrical and plumbing, doors and roofs. We do it all and we do it right. Mastercraft with a K Renovations has 35 years experience and is state certified renovator. We are EPA lead and asbestos abatement certified. We are solid surface certified in granite, corian and marble. We'll handle all your solid surface needs. Proudly serving all of East Tennessee, call today to get your free estimate, 865-233-7577. That number again, 865-233-7577. And you can visit us online at Mastercraft with a K Renovations.com. Be sure to like our Facebook page at Mastercraft Renovations. That's Mastercraft with a K Renovations.com. Iggy Pop just said it. Alcoa on fourth and 15. Tries a pass over the middle. Receiver open and just thrown about 10 yards over his head and incomplete. Over on downs to Maribel with 36 seconds. You've got no timeout. You can stick a fork in this game. It's over. Maribel will take a knee at the Alcoa 39-yard line, and they will improve to 3-0 while Alcoa will drop to three and one. Hey, don't look down, Alcoa. You've, you've got nothing here but to grow on. You learn from this game. You cannot make mistakes. That's it. 30 seconds now, 29. That was the last play of the game. Maribel's going to win 14 to nine. My congratulations to my Blunt County friends that are Red Rebel fans. You've got a great football team once again, and you've got great leadership in Coach Derek Hunt. Congratulations, Maribel High School. I am going to give the player of the game to number seven, Hagen Webb. We don't usually name players, but he made the biggest play of the game tonight and turned the momentum completely, Heath. Yeah, he certainly did, Marty, and uh, that play along with several others really uh, lends itself to uh, Alcoa just being able, unable to get things done here in the second half. So, some errant throws, some turnovers, uh, just uh, 
uh, some difficult things didn't fall out his way. Certainly penalties didn't help that either. But then from going from a 9-0 lead at the half to giving up two touchdowns in the second half, their first two touchdowns defensively of the season, and the Maribel Rebels coming away with the victory. Uh, but one thing, my son will be happy. He is a student at Culture Grove Intermediate and the Maribel School System, so he's a Red Rebel. And uh, once again, hats off to Maribel High School. They played a better game, and they deserve the victory. Alcoa, do not hang your head. You've got a great team. We're going to win another state championship. You fought a 6A school with three times the number of students that you have. Tooth and nail, just made too many mistakes to win. Alcoa has nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah, heck of a ball game, Marty. And I think the thing was you had so many players for this Alcoa team that you had so many seniors for this Alcoa team that, that had to watch Maribel defeat them on their home turf last season. Had worked all worked extremely hard this offseason to be prepared for this moment and uh, hoping to get some revenge tonight and had a lot of high hopes, especially going into the half and how well they played in the first half. So uh, you look at some injuries at the linebacker position, you look at some costly turnovers and also just some error mistakes from this football team ultimately leads to their first loss of the season. But a lot of, a lot of the season is far from over, and this is a game that – you know, obviously for bragging rights, won't be something Alcoa will have for the next year. But now Alcoa has to now turn their sights towards the rest of their free eight schedule and get ready for the playoffs. Indeed they do. And next week we will be back. And we will be at Pigeon Forge next Friday night, another road game. And we will – I'd hate to be Pigeon Forge next week. I'll just put, put it that way. And a quick shout-out, too, to Ashley Hasty and her husband, Mark. They made it back to the parking lot and listened to us. Thank you. She's an absolute sweetheart. Mark, great guy as well. Used to be neighbors before we moved last year. Uh, love those guys. Um, once again, congratulations to all my Marable friends. Uh, you all deserved it. We hope we see you in Cookville. And we both bring home a gold football. I'm going to sign off now. Be sure and tune back in after this three-minute commercial break. Heat and the Triple D team will take you through the Bob Ramsey postgame show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey treasurer, and the Denso scoreboard. Now we'll go to another Louis Lawn Care timeout. I'm off. I'll see you next Friday night, and you'll come back to the Triple Ds. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 
or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Your employees are your most valuable resource. Contact Solid Ground Security Specialties about protecting their safety and that of your company. If you're hosting a guest speaker, Solid Ground Security Specialties can provide executive protection needs. Solid Ground Security Specialties can provide Knoxville and surrounding areas with security guards for your office, warehouse, or special event. If you're considering a job as an armed or unarmed guard, Solid Ground Security Specialties offers the training you need. And if you're already certified, they can help with your state-required recertification. Solid Ground Security Specialties service all of Tennessee and can connect you with professionals for service outside of Tennessee. On-site security seminars are available. For more information, visit us online at sgsprotection.com. That's sgsprotection.com for Solid Ground Security Specialties. in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel here in the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 post-game show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. Your final score here at Maryville High School. Maryville 14, Alcoa 9. Certainly not the score or the outcome we would have predicted with the 9-0 lead for Alcoa at the half, but Alcoa, some costly turnovers in the second half, some penalties in the second half, and a lot of momentum by the Rebels leads to two straight touchdowns for Maryville in the third and fourth quarter and allows them to pull away and come away with a victory. Next to me, Scott Dunkel with the final statistical update. Scott, take it away. All right. Thank you very much, Heath. As you mentioned, um, just some costly penalties in the second half. Cost Alcoa's, they were up 9 to nothing in halftime, did not score in the second half. Maryville put up 14 points there. Maryville tonight, 32 rushing attempts, 120 yards, 7 of 10. In passing, no interceptions, 52 yards, 42 plays from scrimmage, 172 total offensive yardage tonight, two rushing touchdowns. Carson Jones led the, uh, well, actually was the only quarterback that played tonight for Maryville again, 7 of 10, 52 yards, was sacked once. Carson Jones rushed the ball nine yards for 52 yards and two touchdowns. Noah Vaughn, three rushes, negative two yards. Parker McGill, 20 rushes and 66 yards for Maryville. Nick Daigle, four catches for 42 yards in the receiving end for the Rebels tonight. Moving over to Alcoa. Alcoa, 28 rushing attempts, 93 yards, 12 of 22 in passing, one interception, 112 yards, 50 plays from scrimmage, 205 total offensive yards, one. Rushing touchdown, they also had one field goal made, 37 yards from Jet Foley. Zach Lunsford, 12 of 18 for 112 yards and an interception. Safdar McCrary, four attempts, no completions on the night for Alcoa. Zach Lunsford, three carries, one yard. Ahmad Sankey, 18 carries, 79 yards and a touchdown. Braden Anderson, one carry for nine yards, four catches for 57. Isaiah Cox, four catches for 38. Ahmad Sankey, three catches for 17. And that pretty much was the night 
for Alcoa and Maribel as a very hard to spot defensive game. Errors cost Alcoa in the second half as Maribel put up 14 points to win the game. All right, Scott. Well, thank you so much for that scoring final scoring statistical breakdown. We're about to turn this thing over to Trevor Dunkel now for the scoreboard update. Trevor, we've got you on the headset now. Why don't you give us some of the some of the scores from around the area? Thank you, Heath. Um, so some local uh, teams, as we talked about earlier, Heritage taking on William Blunt last night. Is that the other rivalry in Blunt County? Um, Heritage falling late. Um, 29 to 22 as the governors go to two and two for the season. Um, and then uh, Greenbacks travel to Oneida tonight to try to get their second win of the season, but it looks like that's not going to happen as Greenback is losing 14 to zero in the fourth. Seymour uh, hosting Campbell County trying to get their uh, Seymour trying to get their fourth win, or I'm sorry, their their first win of the season. Um, but they're losing a 34 to 12, or they've lost that. I apologize, 34 to 12. So it looks like they're going 0 and 4. Um, and then Sequoia traveled to Loudon. Loudon getting their fourth win of the season as they won that 38 to zero. And then Lenore City looks like they're going to get their fourth loss of the season as they hosted Carter, and that's 38 to 21 in the fourth. Carter leading that. I mean, it's some region um, opponents that have played tonight. Pigeon Forge, um, the team that Alcoa will play next week, is traveled to uh, Sullivan. Um, that game is very close in the beginning of the fourth quarter, 13-12 to 12 Pigeon Forge on top right now. And then Cock County traveled to Gatlinburg-Pittman to take on the Highlanders. Um, Gatlinburg-Pittman leading that game 29 – or I apologize, that game is finalized now. So Gatlinburg-Pittman won that 29-7. to 7. Kingston hosting Rockwood. Kingston won that 35-20. to 20. Oliver Springs trying to get their first win of the season as they travel to Northview. It looks like they may get it. It's late in the fourth. Oliver Springs leading 6-0. to zero. And Granger County taking on Scott. Granger leading that 24-0 to zero in the fourth. And then it uh, looks like Fulton will be getting their first win of the season as they're beating... Uh, Austin East, 34-7, to seven. and a couple other updates. I know uh, Scott would want to hear this. Late in the fourth, Gibbs is leading 33-7, to seven. and then Tyner Academy, who Alcoa will take on in a couple of weeks, uh, beats Howard tonight, 36-0. to zero. All right, Trevor, well, thank you so much for those scoring updates, and uh, we thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's broadcast. We had our stream on WKVL.com fully maxed out with several listeners um, that so many that a lot of people weren't able to get in so that we're truly blessed to be able to bring to you each and every week and even more thankful that you're willing to listen. And so thank you so much. We hope everyone enjoyed the broadcast tonight. It didn't quite go the way we wanted it to, but it doesn't always do that. And so we've got still a lot of season left to play. It was a six-day program that Merritt, that Alcoa fell to today, and Alcoa still got a long way to go in three-day football and a chance to get their 19th state title this season and continue to lead the Tennessee with the most state titles in TSSAA history. We'll start to be pushing for that. But next week, we've got another regional opponent. As we look in the region against Pigeon Forge, as we will travel up to Pigeon Forge to face the Tigers, and Alcoa will also look to remain not only undefeated, but continue to keep their opponents scoreless in region play. As last season, 
They blanked their region 305-0, to zero, and so far this season they have yet to allow a single point to their regions as well. So Alcoa 2-0 and in region play, looking to go 3-0. and Again, thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's broadcast. For myself, Marty Millsap, Scott Dunkel, Trevor Dunkel, and Andy back at the studio. Until next Friday night, we say so long, good night, and yes, that just happened.